coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzz on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I am... Mateo. Well, Matt. <laughs> but I had to do it. You don't want to be Mateo. That's <laughs> I actually and... do not want to be Mateo at all. There is like zero part of me that wants to no. be that guy. <laughs> he he had a rough go of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're coming to you for the first time ever from two opposite coasts of the country. I am finally moved in here in Los Angeles. Matt's Whoa! still in New York. Teddy, I have yeah. a question. Is living in Los Angeles just like living in paradise? You know, it's funny you should ask. It is, in fact, just like living in paradise. <laughs> um, it's it's just like they say. I mean, I am literally looking at palm trees out of my window right now. So Christ. that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It, it's pretty nice. Um, it's like 50 degrees and windy here. Um been rainy all weekend. <laughs> it's like a it's a it's a comfortable 69 here. You know? Ooh, nice, nice. No, I, I like um, a good comfortable sixty-nine. We all love a good comfortable sixty-nine. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. Very exciting updates from you. Yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, a, a lot has been going on since our last episode. Definitely, um, you know, as it was, we we managed to squeeze that one in around all the moving chaos, but uh, yeah. Uh, we've had a lot on the other end as well, obviously. So, but it's good to be back here. Good to be recording again. It feels um, so good to be back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is good though. It is really exciting. Yeah, so uh, it's good, uh, and and we're we're here again in the midst of the Halloween season, yeah. which is our time to shine, really. Um, and what better thing to kick off this new era of Buzz on Movies with than the latest Saw movie. Woo! Um, this is huge. This is fucking huge. Um, look, we've had new Saw movies since we started. Actually, yeah, you know, that's been the case. Yeah. But this is the first one where it, it like feels like an old school Saw release. Um, right. This is sort of yeah. back to basics. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Saw 10, of course. Yeah. You know, we had to do it. Obviously, and we're going to talk about Saw X. There's no way. For Halloween. Okay. We're yeah. also going to be talking about vhs 85 yes uh we always have to talk about the vhs movies too um and just sort of general halloween stuff because there's a lot to catch up on and we're in the midst of the spooky season right now right um but as always we have to kick things off right so what are you drinking this evening matt so actually this is kind of cool um well i'm excited anyway um are you familiar with the southern tier pumpkin um i am i'm sure you are um, yeah. So Southern Tier also has a distillery and they put out a pumpkin whiskey. Ooh. Exactly. So I'm drinking an old fashioned made with pumpkin whiskey. Um, it's fucking good. It's really good. That sounds <laughs> um, really good. Yeah. So it's like a pumpkin flavored whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I bought it like on a, so I, I mean, we're not talking about it tonight necessarily, but I, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon today and Killers of the Flower, or the Alamo is in a mall on the fourth level. And in the basement of that mall is a brewery. And I went down there and it's a brewery that is part of the same group that owns Southern Tier. And mm -hmm. on the way out, I was like, oh, I should get a six pack because I'll need like beer while we're recording. Um, 
But then I saw that they Definitely. had like their whiskeys from the Southern Tier Distillery there too. And I was like, oh shit. And then I looked and I was like, holy shit, a pumpkin whiskey. <laughs> um, so I bought that like sort of like on a whim. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it was a very good choice. Uh, it's really good. Very, that very good. That sounds perfect for the season. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? I myself am drinking a pumpkin beer. Nice. Um, I'm drinking uh, the Kern River Brewing Pumpkin Ale. Ooh, Kern that River. Is, I'm unfamiliar. Is that It out is there, a brewery or? from Kernville, California. Nice. Which nice. I have no idea where that is. It's somewhere around here, I guess. Still getting used to the geography. Yeah. Oh, my God. There are so many new breweries for you to try out there. That's actually a huge, exciting plus to moving. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that. Like, uh, I've already been to a new brewery here in Santa Monica. Uh, oh, yeah. Santa Monica Brew Works, which was quite nice. good. Okay. Um, there's a lot of other breweries around here as well that I've gotten to try at like various restaurants and stuff, uh, like Smog City. Mm -hmm. um, so th there's there's a whole new landscape of beer that I'm getting exposed to, which is great. That's awesome. See, I love West Coast IPAs, so I am jealous. There's a lot of good West Coast IPAs. Yeah. So you'll have a yeah. lot of those. That's kind of um, kind of what they're famous for around here. Right. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I wanted to talk a bit about something that's not exactly movie related, but it is spooky season related. So I I went to Not Scary Farm. Ooh. Uh, at the at the Knott's Berry Farm theme park, super cool. Um, which I've I've never been to before. I've never been to this event either. Uh, this was their fiftieth anniversary, so they've been doing this for a long time. Um, and it was pretty killer. Like, yeah, this is this is a top tier uh, scare mm -hmm. like Halloween haunt event. Yeah, it's one of the big uh, ones. It's one of the yeah. ones everyone talks about. Yeah. Which I didn't necessarily know. Like, I, I knew like. Oh, like it's a theme park that has like a Halloween haunt. Like I've been to a bunch of those, been to King's Dominion, been to Bush Gardens. I actually went to Bush Gardens this year. Um, right. But this one was like on the level of like Universal and stuff. They've got some crazy things there. Um, they had some of the mazes where like you would step onto what was supposed to be like an old creaky ship and it would actually move underneath you. Ooh. And they had some really crazy makeup and sculpting and like, just, oh, like that's oh, so cool. it was so cool. And the, the best part in my mind is that the scare zones are very like loosely defined <laughs> and the, <laughs> the scare actors just kind of wander around wherever. So nice. like you're just getting scared like all night long, basically <laughs> people around there. Oh, and I there's a lot of great like people watching to be done. You can like, we were, sitting down having dinner somewhere and we just saw like this scare actor go hide under this old truck somewhere like oh this is gonna be great like <laughs> we're just waiting for him to pop out and then when he did it was like it was insane and people went crazy they also um they've got like those metal knee pads and stuff that they can go oh, sliding around yeah. on so a lot of people like scraping along the sidewalks giving off sparks and stuff Right. Um, yeah, this was really cool. I was very glad I went. That's awesome. That, I'm definitely jealous of that. There's, um, yeah, that sounds really cool. Not scary farm has been on my, you know, like to do list, um, for a long time. Obviously, why would I be out there ever? Um, until recently I had no reason to go out there. Um, so 
Yeah, so yeah. I've never been, but it has been one of those things I've looked at for a long time. It's supposed to be really cool. So um, that's awesome. There's not, you know, one thing, New York City has a lot. You know what it doesn't have a ton of, like, spooky season stuff? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's too bad. Well, you can go out to the uh, the Abaddon Hotel, right? Like, that's I nearby. We're sure good. <laughs> um, you know, there's a new... Hell House LLC coming out next weekend. Um, oh, I gotta check yeah. that out. Yeah, there's a fourth one coming out. And also the director's cut just got released on Shudder. Um, I don't know if it's any different. I haven't watched it yet, but you need to check did, that out. Yeah. It did come out. Um I but there just is a watched fourth the one coming out. First one again. Wait. Oh, I was gonna say you've seen it. We've yeah, talked no, about I, it. I I've okay. seen it. I've seen yeah. I love the first Hell House. I think it's yeah. very effective. I find it's it very scary. Fun. Um but um Yes, that is a New York movie. That's a New York movie. There are there are more upstate New York horror films than there are actual horror things in upstate New York. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> certain of that. You can't um, actually just drive out to a haunt like an hour outside the city. I'm sure. I'm sure. Actually, you can. It's just they're not as like publicized. Um, okay. There are some things though. I'll open Instagram and I'll get these random ass ads for like weird shit upstate and i'm like man i just need to get a car um yeah. i mean not or, that i mean all of these things are like on the metro north railroad i could 100 percent just get a, a train but i just don't um there are some things in the city though there's a thing called blood manor um that's Ooh, a big one and then there's terror cool. vision we have a terror vision it's in Times square though and I like strongly feel that I can't go to a haunt in Times Square. <laughs> that's that's like, got to be like a, a really crazy evening. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I like can't go from like being in Times Square to being in like a dark haunt and then back to being in Times <laughs> back Square. Back into Times like, Square, it's way too much for me. Just Total like whole sensory overload. Exactly. From a sensory perspective, that's not acceptable to me. So I can't do that. But I do actually want to go to Blood Manor, which is still like somewhere in like Midtown ish, but it's not like Times Square. Um, but Blood Manor is supposed to be scary, although they have like blackout dates after Halloween where it's like instead of walking through low lights, you walk through no lights. Um, so that seems pretty Ooh. scary. Um, but like, you know, I can't go somewhere and there's like there's not a haunted hayride in New York City. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, probably man. I say that there's probably is one on Staten Island. Sorry to all of our Staten Island fans. <laughs> don't at me. But like... <laughs> Yes, they're part of New York too. You gotta, yeah, um, you remember the the weird suburban part of New York out there. Yes, they absolutely one hundred percent probably have. Um, actually, Staten Island probably has the best Halloween stuff. If I had to like wager, I would say Staten Island has the best because they're like Staten Island is like Rob Zombie enthusiasts. Like, ooh, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're they're the people who are gonna have that kind of Halloween event. So that's the kind of shit that I want to go to. So actually, I probably would have a lot of fun if I went to Staten Island for a Halloween weekend. But why would I do go to Staten Island? Why would I do that? So I'm stuck in New York City, and there's not a ton here. But, you know, that's okay. There's a lot of good movies, so I can watch those. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, there is a lot out here, as I'm finding out. Uh, yeah, California has a ton. <laughs> way too much to do ton. in one year. Uh, the thing about California is that it's more sprawling. So there's like more space for like big things like that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But they've and got it's just like, there just seems to be a higher concentration of like horror stuff out there, which is interesting to me. I, I would love to like figure out why that is, but it yeah, is yeah, it is. California is kind of like the, the stop for horror haunted houses and stuff like that. And like horror film, like, California is like a place where a lot of like horror filmmakers and film actors are. 
Um, New York is not the place for that, which is interesting. Because um, New yeah. York is a film city in a lot of other ways, but not for horror. Right, that's true. You you think that both of them are have enough of film industry that there would be horror, but the horror is definitely more L.A. than it is yeah. New York. Absolutely. I mean, horror definitely is more spread out in general than other film industries. It's all over Very the place. True. But, but between the two major U.S. cities for film, it's definitely L.A. as opposed to New York for horror. Um, which is interesting. It's an interesting thing to me. But, um, you know, lucky you, you're out there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm, I like, I think scary farm is probably going to be the only thing I'm going to get to go to this year, but well, you literally just moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff going on too right now. I don't have all my time for you to go to haunts. Are you going to go to, um, what's, what's Shaq's event on the queen? Mary? Shaq, <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Shaq has an event called Shacktoberfest. Yes. At the queen yes. Mary that I keep seeing ads for now. Uh, which I definitely want to check out maybe next That's year. so funny. So fucking funny. <laughs> that'll be um, fun. You know, if I Disneyland. weren't planning to be in New Orleans next Halloween, I'd say let's go. But... Ooh, okay. Yeah. That, well, Taylor like, Swift is playing in New Orleans right before Halloween next next year. Oh, like so. that's gonna be fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, we love New Orleans at Halloween. Like, absolutely. That, that is, is literally the origin story of this podcast. Is New it Orleans is at Halloween. <laughs> New Orleans at Halloween is the magic that started all of Buzzed On Movies in a way. Yes. Um, but and and they they have some great haunts there too. <laughs> they sure do. The whole but, place yeah. is a haunt, really. Lots of good ones around here. They've got, you know, the theme parks is, of course, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Disneyland has their, you know, G-rated Halloween party, which I hear is still quite fun. I've been to the the one at Disney World, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, But they don't exactly have people coming out and jumping at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that would be pretty, pretty different. Yeah. but uh and then there's there's just all these like independent haunts that i'm really interested in some of them can get pretty extreme from what i've heard uh are you gonna um are you gonna be like the folks on the houses october belt um (laughs) yeah just going out like driving out into the country being like we got to find the most extreme haunts we can what's what's the other what's the other movie um haunt just haunt. Oh yeah. (laughs) So they like go to like a random house down like a dirt road and like it's just like in a warehouse and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with like all of you? Like some of these what? places I'm, I'm looking at, like do remind me of haunt. It's like, yeah, you, you drive like an hour away from Los Angeles, just like into the Valley, just like further and further away. Then you like come across this haunt that's just out there and they're like, okay. Yeah. That's not creepy at all. It's I'm so sure scary. I'm not going to drive out there as part of the experience. Um, and then they've got like like all these immersive horror theater things around here, which I'm like I think that's what I'm most interested in. I know there there's something like that in New York called like Sleep No More. I think yeah, well Sleep No More, Sleep No More is a Macbeth immer- immersive yeah. play. It's okay. It's, um, um, and I have not been because I think that. I think that if I went to an immersive play, especially if it was Macbeth, I think that I might have like a breakdown or something. <laughs> really? um, yeah. um, it just seems like that's like a bit much. It um, sounds intense. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's, I've, I have friends who have gone like almost a dozen times. It has to be. Um, and they love it. They fucking love it. 
Um, so I've heard that Sleep No More is really, really good. And I do kind of want to go. I just feel like it would freak me out. But yes, I do like the concept of immersive theater. There's another one. I think there's like a Gatsby one that is opening here. Um, Ooh, that's that immersive. And I think I would actually go to that and feel a little more um, comfortable. The Sleep No More one is like marketed as like dark and, and spooky. So I feel like that might be a bit much for me. Um, not because like I love I actually will go to a haunted house where like I will sign a waiver saying they can touch me. Like Ooh, I don't mind okay. that. But like there's something about like the immersive thing that gets to me. You know what I mean? Like where it's like I'm gonna be in the story in some capacity. I don't want that. I want to walk through and like be able to just like keep walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think like, some of them like you're supposed to mostly just observe, like not actually interact. Yes. But yeah. it depends like which And I one do actually is. think that's the case with Sleep No More here. Where I think you're supposed to sort of like walk around and you can just like pick which parts you want to like observe and see if you mm -hmm. get part of. So it probably wouldn't freak me out as much as in practice. It's just like the concept of it being immersive is like getting to me. Um, yeah. It's like in my head. But um, the one here in Los Angeles is called Delusion. Um, and it sounds really cool. And this one does seem more interactive. Like they, they talk on the uh, uh, like the FAQs and stuff about like, hey, like don't don't be talking during the performance unless you're talking to the actors. It's like, OK, so you do talk to the actors, though. Like there is some <laughs> level of interactivity there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which See, sounds the thing is. It's always like a risk for me because I probably told this story in the pod before, but one time I went through a haunted house and I actually punched an, a scare actor oh, in the face no. um, at King's yeah. Dominion. Um, yeah, I was going, it was like a fun house themed one. So there were like clowns. There was like a lady <laughs> clown and she like, she touched my shoulder and they're not supposed to touch at King's Dominion, but it was like a lot was happening all at once like there was yeah. like a lot of movement. People were running around because my friends were like very freaked out because we went to the funhouse maze and we're all anti-clown. Like, I don't know why we fucking chose to do this. We're high yeah, school. You definitely don't like clowns. I, I really that. do not like clowns, but I will always go through a clown themed maze because I know it'll scare me. And there's not a lot that like does. So like, right. I like, and I like to be scared some, um, I think it's fun. So, but at, in high school at the time, like we just went through and this clown lady was just like, she really scared me. And then she accidentally touched my shoulder. It obviously was not intentional. And I just like hauled off and hit her in the face. Oof. Um, and then I had to like flee through the exit, like the emergency exit of the maze. Um, so like, I like, you know, like immersive stuff. It's like, okay, that's like a choice. Um, but I will still go through a place where if they say they can touch me, it's fine. It just, they can't be clowns. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I have to like yeah. know that it's not a clown themed maze. That's my role. Um, it can be There's clown themed as long as they can't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one here called the 17th door, which I'm kind of interested in. Ooh, that is I like, like one of those, they can touch you kind of ones. And they apparently do some like <laughs> some kind of extreme stuff. Like you get like shocked and stuff like that. See, that's, um, fine. that's all fine with me. I'm totally fine with that. As long as they're not clowns doing it. Like that's like my rule. I have like no clowns. Idea. Everything else is fine. Okay. I don't want to see clowns. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Pennywise. I don't want to see art. I don't want to see any of it. I don't need that in IRL. There's a reason those movies get under my skin so well. Um, and I don't need to do that. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't need it. Um, but I would, that would be fun. I think it's like, what is it? it there's one in like Maryland. Is it like Markoff's that here that they like make you sign a waiver because they will touch you. Ooh. Um, um, and I, tr I was supposed to go one year and then it, there was a hurricane. I distinctly remember there was a hurricane. 
Um, I mean, it, by the time it hit us, it was not a hurricane, but you know what I mean? It was like a bad weather yeah. weekend. And they were like, we have to cancel the haunt this, this weekend. I was like, well, that sucks. I had like built myself up to go to this thing where they're going to yeah, like grab yeah. me. Um, but yeah. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, those are always fun. Those are always really, really fun. There was one uh, maze at the scary farm, which was, first of all, a really cool theme. It was like themed around like a city where uh, there's like a, a race of vampires that are that are trying to take over. And then there's like yeah. people who are like fighting back, who are like the resistance against the vampires. It's it was like just really cool and like futuristic as well. Um, I like it. I'm picturing had... hashtag resist libs, though. Um. <laughs> not quite not quite um but but the, it had this one really cool room where they were like staking a vampire and like exposing him to the light or something and as i came into the room like they stake the vampire and when they do that it like shoots a whole bunch of water out and hit me like right in the face oh no <laughs> i was like I was like, yes, this is getting very interactive here. This is like <laughs> even Universal, they won't just squirt you in the face with water. That's something. That's pretty fun, though. That's really cool. Yeah. It's very neat. But yeah, definitely going to the haunts is is the right way for me to get in the the Halloween spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I like that a lot. I've also been watching a lot of the movies, obviously. Yeah. Um, and with that... We can start talking about some of the horror movies that are coming out this year around Halloween. Yeah. Why, lots why, of why don't we talk when we talk about VHS eighty five for starters? All right. Sounds good. Man, I watched that um Yeah, oh my god, almost twenty days ago. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I watched it the day it came out, which was the, like the sixth. Um Yeah, it's been out for a little while now. It's on Shudder. Uh you know, we love Shudder, especially this time of year. Yep. And um, this, we always have to watch the VHS movies. I think last time we talked about VHS, it was the the '90s one that came out recently. Well, there are two '90s ones. There's '94 and '99. But '99. Um, okay, but we've definitely right? talked about both, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and I think the last one, I was a little like, oh, okay, like one or two of these segments were good, but they're now like a yearly event, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's become it's becoming the new saw. You gotta oh, yeah, get last one. Last every... one had the one where last last the last VHS had the one where it was like the kids. It was like um. What's the, 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 oh my God, what's the kids like, show I'm thinking like of? Like Double Dare or like, uh, yes, but not that one. The, um, the Guts one, where they, and... no, sort of, but the one where they do like, um, I keep wanting to say, I keep wanting to say Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is Legends like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends that... of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Um, it was like that kind of show. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was the best one. That at least that was the most memorable one because that's the only one I remember from yes. that no i movie. remember the one with the girl who like got buried alive i remember okay that. yeah 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 that was pretty good the sorority girls yeah so this one uh they're continuing the pattern of naming them after years which is interesting if they're gonna uh, do it every single year now they might as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they they, they ran out like of... vhs 1921 um <laughs> That would be very interesting indeed. It's just like yeah. a bunch of silent films. I was going to say, there's no found footage, I guess. I don't know what the, the vibe is anymore. but 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they ever move beyond the actual VHS format and like give us like eight millimeter films or something oh like God, that. Yeah. It would definitely uh, be, they should definitely do like a VHS like 60s or 70s though. They should definitely go back further than the 80s. They should I go. think that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is like the furthest back we've gone so far. We're doing yeah. 1985. Yep. Uh, I found it interesting. Like this one felt like very much rooted in its time. Like there was a lot of discussion of like Betamax versus VHS, which I found yes. really funny. Also, this movie, we have to give a shout out to WNUF Hall- Halloween special because this movie 100% has like borrowed from WNUF. Like, yeah, yeah. As like cut that. through the movie, like um, it was really, I don't, that's not a complaint because I love WNUF and I love that like vibe. It feels like I could put it on while I'm just like doing other stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but like, yeah, it definitely had like that aesthetic. It's very of the eighties. It has these eighties ads and like the, the eighties television programming going on. It was cool. Yeah. And like the basic framing story of this one is that it like, it's a TV special, like taped off the television on VHS. And then the other films have been like taped over it at various points. So it keeps cutting back to the frame story because that section hasn't been recorded over. Um, And and the, the frame story was that David Bruckner. He was the frame story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. Who did the night house. Yes. And the ritual and the new Hellraiser. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. David Bruckner is a, is a, pretty good sort of up and coming horror director. I, it feels weird to say up and coming when he's done those, but I feel like not a lot yeah. of people know him, but so, <laughs> um, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's establishing himself. He, yeah. he's done some great stuff by now. Now that he's, he's done a Hellraiser, I feel like he's no longer up and coming. I feel like maybe that's right. They gave him a franchise entry finally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's like a late entry franchise, you know? So it's like, what are you doing? But, um, yeah. So I thought his frame story was actually really good. I thought this was probably the first VHS movie where I thought the frame story was actually like good and interesting. Most of the time it's sort of like, all right, we've got to get through this now. Um, this one, it was like actually really good. Um, I actually enjoyed the frame in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The frame story is all it's set as like a TV documentary and it's about like this shape shifting creature who like first, uh, appears as a boy and then like can turn into other things. And then like the scientists are like training him to learn about humanity through television, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a good way of working in like that thematic VHS kind of thing. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, we've already had the cult that based around watching TV. So now we've got a a shapeshifter that's learning about humanity through TV. Uh, Right. So that, that got the theme in there pretty well. Um, obviously like everybody involved in learning this alien about human culture is like an idiot, but, um, (laughs) it was like, it was like aggressively, like they were all stupid. Like I, you know, spoiler alert, but there's like a part where the alien obviously starts attacking them and they like, nobody just like closes the door to its like enclosed room. I'm like, just close the fucking door. (laughs) It like clearly can't open the door because it hadn't all these months. Close it. Just close the door. Just, just like fucking shut it. I don't know what you yeah. want from me. Like, <laughs> and they just didn't do it. Um, they're all stupid. But I did think it was like good. I thought it was effective, and I thought it was kind of creepy. I mean, I thought the alien thing was unsettling. 
Maybe I just don't like aliens, but. Yeah, he was a creepy alien. He had like some long appendages that could go stick around and grab you and stuff. I just don't like appendages. I wish like (laughs) things had fewer appendages or less long appendages. I just want less of that. Less appendage. Yes, less appendage, please. Um, so yeah, I like I like David Bruckner's um wraparound story. I thought that was was interesting and and fun. Um, what else did I like in this one? Um, Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson did a story. Oh, yeah, um, the one about the goth kid. <laughs> Dream kill. Yeah, <laughs> the kid that who one... had definitely watched The Crow like nineteen hundred. Yes, <laughs> he was dressed exactly like Brandon Lee from The Crow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Dream Kill was, I thought, the best one of the movie. Um, and I thought also, like, very much the creepiest. It was really creepy. The The clips where you're seeing the Dream Kills themselves happen, I guess we should tell what the, the, the segment is about. The segment appeared, well, it's actually unclear for a bit, right? Um, yeah, you sort of gradually figure out what you're actually seeing. But you're seeing these very unsettling sort of in a dreamlike shot kills happen in this in this segment basically yeah from the point of view of a killer of the killer but like the whole vibe the aesthetic even like the the audio feels like you're watching like a weird 80s fever dream like um it's it's very strange um yeah the audio is like all warped and stuff and it feels like really distant yes um and so but it turns out that somebody is like dreaming these things and then they're happening, um, essentially, um, you know, to make a long story short. Um, and it, the dream sequences are really effective and creepy and scary. <laughs> Those yeah. were actually really good. Um, I really enjoyed them. Um, and Scott Derrickson is, um, you know, he's a he's a good horror director, um, you know, so. Y'all might know him from Sinister. Um, the Black so, Phone. The Black you know? Phone. Um, Exorcism of Emily Rose. You know what? All of those movies are scary. All three of those. I will stand by Exorcism of Emily Rose even. Um, so, yeah. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he directs the hell out of this short segment here. Um, I think it, it really, really works. Um, probably the strongest segment that isn't the wraparound. Um and also he yeah i don't know it was just good he also brings back james ransone who some of us might know from both black phone and the sinister movies um so i thought that was interesting he really likes to work with james ransone in like all of his movies so Mm -hmm. good to see james ransone back um you know why not um, but yeah, it, it was creepy. That was a good one. I really liked Dream Kill. But the main kid in that movie definitely was like a The Crow enthusiast. <laughs> it was like so funny the whole time I was watching it. I was like, the, I mean, I guess that is what like in the 80s, like a weird outside outcast kid would like look like. Like that's what like, yeah. you know. Uh, that was 80s was, goth. Like, yeah, it was. But it was so funny to me. I was like, this is so stereotypical goth. Um but it worked. It worked. Um, why wouldn't that kid be an 80s goth? Of course he would be. He was having dreams where people die and then the dreams came true. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. If you're having these prophetic nightmares, you're you're definitely going goth. Like, yeah, I would be a goth. The only too. way to handle it. Um, I would be a goth now if I had the money for it. Um, I don't know how goths like buy their wardrobe. Um, 
I don't have money for goth wardrobes. It um, does seem expensive. Yeah. Also, I have to dress business casual for work. So I guess there's that. Um, <laughs> you can't come in in full, like the crow makeup. And could you imagine if I did that? Actually, there's no rule about makeup and stuff. So I like, in theory, could. I should do that. I mean, on <laughs> Halloween, I'm going to come in costume, but, you know, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I really liked Dreamco. I definitely think that was the best of the. Um, of the standalone segments of the movie. Um, were there any others that you liked? Um, so there's nothing that I like really disliked about it. Dream kill was definitely the one that stuck out the most. I definitely think um, there were no like duds. I agree with that. Yeah. I liked the, the God of death segment. Um, the one that oh, starts yeah. out like a, a Mexican newscast from the eighties. And then there's this, horrifying earthquake that hits and the cameraman is being rescued by uh like a rescue squad and they they gradually like descend into this cavern where some ancient mexican god is lurking trying to come back to life um that one was very creepy uh it had some great effects um yeah what was the name of the god in that um <clears throat> You know, the whole time I was watching that, and then the god showed up at the end, and he was like obviously a bloodthirsty god because it's VHS. Um, um, I kept thinking about Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 11 and the character Kotal Khan, um, who looked exactly like the evil <laughs> god they show at the end. Oh my god! <laughs> um, um, Kotal Khan as a character is obviously based on like sort of like Mexican lore, um, but like yeah, it was it was very. Um, <clears throat> That's all I could think about. Um, but yes, I did actually like that one too. I thought that was, it was good. Cause it was like, a lot of it was just like natural disaster stuff happening for a long time. And then you yeah. like the end and it's like, oh shit. Um, so I did also think that was pretty effective. Um, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was, that was also one of those ones where you're like, how are they still filming this at this point? Oh yeah, <laughs> like... for sure. Like, obviously, if I were one of the, I mean, the, the, the segment even kind of makes fun of that element multiple times because the, this one character who's like, I guess like a, I don't know, was he like a, he was like a camera crew person for the talk show. He yeah. like keeps filming everything and they're like, put the camera down. He's like, no, this is my life's work. Also, the camera guy like farts at one point and they're like, did you just fart? It's like this whole element that happens. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are we doing? Um, but they are definitely making fun of like the fact that, um, the camera stays on in this movie. Um, yeah. No, I, I love the the image of him carrying around this giant, like, 1980s studio camera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. Like, no, I have to film this. This is my <laughs> life's work. <laughs> yes. So you are um, literally becoming a liability at this point. Come on. What are you right. Doing? <laughs> right. Um, of course, they're all going just, like, down into, like, the depths of this, like, tower where the earthquake happened. Um so, you know, they're all going to die anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I thought that I thought that was pretty fun. I liked that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked most of it. Like, I really didn't feel unlike, I guess, some of the pre the last like couple of VHS mo like entries. I didn't feel like there was like one here that stood out to me as like a bad one, you know? Um, yeah. Every single one here was at least like entertaining in some capacity. I didn't love like the one with like the weird 
Scooby-Doo cyber chase God. Um, <laughs> the um, techno God. Segment. Yeah. But like, I didn't, I also didn't hate that one. Cause I liked the concept so much. I just thought that like when the God appeared, it was kind of hokey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was definitely uh, the goofiest one, but it, it had such a fun concept that it exactly. was like, okay, I, like, I loved the concept and also the brutality towards the end is pretty, pretty yeah. gruesome. It, it gets pretty gruesome. And I thought that yeah. like, snapped you out of the goofiness of it a bit, which I thought was effective. Um, but there's still a lot of goofiness just to get there. But um, I did think it was funny that like this was in the 80s and she was like obviously using like a modern VR headset. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. Like, this is new technology we've just developed. And the guy who was like, this is my... I, I call this my iPhones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like the thing, the, the VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they were definitely poking a lot of fun at modern technology there, even though it was yeah. set in the 80s. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I, I you know, it was kind of silly, but it was fun. And then there was the one where like people who get in the water die, but don't die. Um, yeah. They gain immortality from the it water. Was like, it was confusing because like, there was also a plot element in that where it was like a family who has to kill as part of their like family ritual. And I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Um, yeah. I thought that was, that was interesting because we had, we had two segments that were actually connected, uh, but you didn't figure it out until the second segment. So the first one was kind of like, Oh, is that it? Like it just ends there. And then like, they brought it back with the other segment. You're like, Oh, okay. But it, it was like, no, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was spread across like multiple segments because you had the segment where they're like, it's like the group going on the water and then they get shot at and they're all dying. And it's like, oh shit, this sucks. But then they wake, some of them wake back up and it's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And like, you know, they wake back up in states of they should be dead. Like somebody's jaw yeah. hanging off. Like <laughs> it's like this should, they should obviously be dead. Um, and then there's like a family having like a celebratory event. And it's like, what's happening here? Um, and you sort of learn that there's like something dark happening there. One of them is like, hey, an RV stopped by. And it's like, and you sort of get clued in like, wait, an RV. That sounds like. Um, yeah. The, wait, the there's a water gun? Oh, yeah. I, where have the I seen that gun. before? And so the water gun comes into play. And then then it becomes a part where, or, and I, was it the same segment? Or is it, is it like split up over like three segments? I can't remember. But, this is um, two, it's two segments. Yeah. And then and then they all get shot at because it turns out the family has been like killing people for years. It's like a rite of passage in their family. Yeah. Um, and it's not really explained why, um, but they're like the seven or something. I don't know what was going on. Um, they need to join like the elite hunting club. They sure do. <laughs> um, and they're all like wealthy. So, yeah. Um, and so they all are like getting killed, including the daughter who's just like coming to it's like <laughs> it's like her bot mitzvah but she has to murder <laughs> um, um, um but it, she like murdered everybody on the river but in the process she went into the water and so when she gets killed by the cops showing up at their place she comes back to life and can't die no so she she becomes immortal because uh she gets shot oh, with the, the squirt gun it's the water gun yes it's, the, it's the squirt gun yes that's the uh the Chekhov's water gun from the yeah. <laughs> previous a, segment i thought that was like a really fun that it tied together the two segments yeah um, that was that was a, a pleasant surprise it was just yeah. like oh okay we do get some resolution from that earlier segment 
Yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun. I guess I guess the folks in the RV figured out who shot at them um, and then said, ha let's fuck them over. Um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, like, what are they going to do now? There's like a bunch of zombies like traveling around in an RV. I want to know what they do next. I do, too. Yeah. I hope I hope there's like a VHS like 87. You know what I mean? Like two years later. <laughs> we could, day, we like, could get a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they can't. I hope they fix that one girl's jaw. Like it was like split down the middle and it was like hanging down. I was she like, was clearly doing the worst. It was like yeah. this other guy was just like, oh, I got like shot in the arm and the chest, and she like half her face is like hanging off. Right. Like at least if like if you get shot through the chest but you don't die, like it's like all right, there's just like a hole in my chest now. I can put on a new shirt and no one will be able to tell. This girl with her like busted ass jaw, like nobody's gonna know. Like y- 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 I mean, everyone's gonna see that. So. She can't even like talk or anything. Yeah. Like, oh. That poor girl. Um, she was really not doing well. Um, but yeah, I thought that was fun. I guess it's all of the segments now. Talked about all yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talked about all of them. But I did think it was enjoyable. I thought it was more enjoyable than the last one. Um, the last one wasn't yeah. random, right? Was it? I thought, yeah. Now, yeah. That was 95, I think. Mm-hmm. Because Ratma's one was really good. So I think I think the last one was kind of like the lower point of the series. But this is, is kind of like a positive step for like late entry VHS. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we're getting the vibe that like, you know, it, it, it really depends on the segments. Um, there, It's never going to be a fully coherent film. So it just it kind of lives or dies by the overall quality of the segments. And it shouldn't be but, like fully go. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I thought it, yeah, I thought it worked. I thought it worked this time. Um, tying yeah. a couple of them together, having having a good frame story made a huge difference. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I thought it really worked. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. As always, like we we've come up with some ideas of other eras they could explore. It, it really will be interesting to see if they ever step outside of like the eighties and the nineties because they are kind of pinned in by that format limitation, but maybe that all, that's a good thing. You know, maybe that gives them a structure to work off of. So right. Right. Who knows? It could be. Yeah. I mean, but like at a certain point, they're going to run out of years to like cover. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess they could do like 86 next year, you know, why not? Um, they could also, yeah. say, I mean, maybe they'll step outside of the years concept and do something different. Who knows? Um, Something else that's still like within the era, but not like a specific year. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've done all kinds of different formats now. You know, there's this VHS viral. There's uh, we've got all the year ones. We've got just generic VHS and VHS two. Yeah. So they can they could really do anything, even if they do stick within that time frame. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about Saw. That's what the people are here for. We gotta talk about Saw. Yes, we do. So this is um, sort of a return to to the Saw movies of yore, in a way. Um, you know, we we've been <laughs> it's been a, it's been a strange what. 10-ish years now for the Saw franchise. Probably Saw more. 3D came out in like what? 2000? It had to be like 2010, 2011, right? 
Saw 3D, yeah, 2010. Okay. So yeah, it's it, that that is like the the end of the the main saga of the Saw franchise. You know, the at least that that's where it seemed like Saw was going to end at the time because we had many years without a movie at all. We just thought like, all right, that's it. That's the end of Saw. Then we got Jigsaw, which was like sort of a soft reboot in a way while still tying into the main franchise. You know, I respect that even, even as we've had some weird um, entries of the years, nobody's like completely rewritten the rules. Everything still technically exists in the same timeline. Right. Which is nice. Uh, And then we had spiral a couple years ago, which is a controversial entry. I still think it's quite good. Yeah, I liked uh, it. A lot of the fans don't like it, but I know. It, I you do. can sort of see why. It it is again, you know, something very different. It's uh, in the same timeline, but we've got but like a new, completely disconnected killer. We've got a, like sort of a different way of targeting victims, and just like overall a different kind of film. But this, uh, with Saw 10, the, especially naming it Saw 10, they're signifying to us, like, all right, we're going back to the roots of the franchise. We're going back, like, to the main characters that you all know and love, the same format that we're used to. So um, it's interesting to see them returning to that after all these years. Yes. <clears throat> I think it works. I mean... I do, yeah, I mean, the movie obviously needed to do something to draw people back in because I think they thought that Jigsaw and Spiral weren't working. Um, But, yeah, it was nice to return to the main plot. Um, I mean, the plot is so, the first seven Saw movies are so all over the place that it was obviously, it wasn't going to be hard to go back into the main franchise because there's so much open space that they could like jump into and there's yeah. already so many retcons that it doesn't actually matter if you retcon something anyway right. um so you know it was obviously probably an easy choice for them um but yeah i thought it was really really smart because first of all we're in an era where everybody wants to see nostalgia anyway um but also i do think that like saw fans got into it because they actually like like jigsaw and amanda and stuff like that like they they like these characters um i mean for better or for worse some of them probably like them in ways that are not totally healthy um (laughs) right there's a large uh, portion of the saw fandom who are genuinely ill but yeah that's um you know it's we have a big tent attitude here what are you gonna do what are you gonna do um but like also like even for those of us who think that those characters are like they are the ill ones I do still think they're like really interesting. Um, And so that is what sort of drew me into the Saw Saw movies is that I I really appreciate John Kramer as a a difficult, complicated character and Amanda, you know, his apprentice as a difficult, complicated character. Um, Yeah. And so it was nice to return to that. I think that was the smart choice. um, Yeah. And it's nice to get to see those actors that we're that we've seen so much of in the first few films, like get to be on the main stage again, not just showing up for like a brief cameo, but being there for the whole movie. Yeah. Also, Um, I think it was really fucking funny that they didn't bother to de-age them or do makeup or anything. (laughs) Yes. Like, uh, and also they're as young as they were in the first movie now. And it's like, well, no, 
but respect. Um, That's a great choice, honestly. Yeah. Like they're not even like just ignore, it. just ignore. It. Don't don't worry yeah. about it. I really fucking love that. Um, I thought that was super cool. Um, so Saw X. Let's get into let's like give an overview of the basic plot. Um, because actually, like some of the other standout Saw entries, this one has a plot that is worth knowing. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, I guess all of them have like a plot worth knowing, but this one has like an emotional through line that's worth knowing, as opposed to like Saw four, five, and seven. Um, you know, yeah, what's going on in those movies? Who knows? <laughs> um, but in this movie, it's about John Kramer deciding that he wants to take an offer of an experimental surgery in Mexico that is offered by some Swedish doctor whose father was like a Swedish doctor legend or something. I don't know. Um, kind of, you know, confusing. Um, well, not confusing, but, you know, like, it wasn't his, like, smartest choice. I will say that. I will say that John Kramer maybe could have thought more um, fully about this choice that he makes. Well, you know, he's a cancer patient. He's understandably maybe a bit desperate as he's yeah, getting Yeah, but towards... he's also like a serial killer. I feel like he's like smarter than this. Um, but um, yes, I agree. He's he's a desperate cancer patient. Um, the funniest line in the movie was when um, they were like, you have, a f-, when the doctor's like, you have a few more weeks. And he's like, I have so much work left to do. Uh, it's like well, we <laughs> know. Just thinking of like i have all these people i have to put in my traps yes um um that was really fucking funny um there were a lot of funny moments in this movie first of all saw x underrated comedy um very funny movie <laughs> as it's many of the saw funny. movies are in a way yes but this one is like intentionally trying to be funny yeah um, this is this is kind of like the most knowingly funny saw yeah. movie Cause there's a lot of moments where it's just kind of like, uh, uh, like there's a lot of humor. Mateo is funny the whole movie through. Um, he's a, he's a shit person, but he's very funny. He's very funny in this movie. Um, it's too bad when he dies because I'm like, oh, there's our, there's our comic relief. That idiot. Um, um, <laughs> um, poor but, Mateo. Yeah. Poor Mateo. Um, so yeah, this movie, it, yeah, there, there's a lot more humor here. Um, John Kramer, he decides to take this experimental surgery and he goes down to Mexico to do it because she's like, we've been run out of Europe because, you know, they don't like what we're doing because we're helping too many people and, and pharmaceuticals don't like us doing that. It's like, first of all, that should be like red flag. Like, I don't know. Like, like when somebody's like big farm doesn't like us, I'm like, I mean, big farm doesn't like anyone. So like what makes you special? Like, I don't know. Like that's a red flag to me. There's um, very much like an ivermectin vibe. To yes. It's extremely ivermectin. Um, so I was like, all right, John, you're smarter than this, but I had to remember that it's like 2005 in this movie. Um, so, <laughs> that is um, so funny too. You have to think like, all right, this is technically like a 2005 period piece. Yes. So I also like that. he, so he shows up to this, like, first of all, he decides to go to Mexico and he gets picked up by a guy in a taxi and um <laughs> the guy picks him up and then on the way to like where he's supposed to go their van gets ambushed and he gets like covered with a bag over his head and taken to where taken somewhere and he goes into the house and it turns out that was just like part of the thing they're like you can't know where we were and it's like yeah. first of all as plot developments occur that meant nothing but second of all <laughs> because like <laughs> right like, true um like well it meant that he didn't really know where the clinic was but he okay, did figure it but out anyway actually actually okay let's fast forward a little bit 
that let's, we're going to come back to some of the things that happen in the clinic, but the, okay. the, the operation happens and they're like, you can go now. And he leaves and he knows where the clinic is. He's just leaving the clinic. He's just leaving the place. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. I feel like they didn't like fully establish this, but I feel like when he wakes up, he's in like a hotel or something, not in the clinic. But he's not because the kid is playing um, soccer outside. The kid's still outside at that point. The kid isn't it after the surgery where the kid is because what's very okay. The funniest mo okay. The other funniest moment in the movie is when he's just gotten the surgery and he's like, "Life is worth living again," and you can like see it all over his face and in the way he's acting. And he goes and sits in a park and he's sketching his fucking traps. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's specifically he he's sketching the crucifix it's trap so from Saw Three. Funny. It is so and then and then you see him like kind of like think for a moment and then like tear it out and crumple it up. He's yeah. like, "No, I don't think I will." My whole my audience laughed so hard. We were like, "Yeah, that's gonna happen." Um, it's so good. It was so really good. fucking funny. Um, um, yeah, that that was really good. Um, among the many like Easter eggs to like other parts of the the series, that that was a good one. That that was really really funny. Um, but I thought he saw the well. I guess he saw the kid right before he got the surgery, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was what I thought. Um, and I did just watch this movie a second time before we recorded this. But yeah, I was pretty sure that was how. That makes sense. That I'm makes sense. Not a hundred percent clear, but yeah, like it was my understanding that he woke up in a different location because he was also like, "Oh, I never got to say goodbye to Gabriella." Who gave um, it? Okay, Gabriella. First of all, Gabriella sucks. But second of all, <laughs> Gabriella was like, "Hello, cancer patient. Here's a bottle of tequila." Um, all right. Well, I don't know. That's maybe like not the wisest thing you could give it. Yeah. Even the doctor was like, yeah, you can't drink that before your surgery. Like... That was very funny. Um, I also like how he's like, I'm going to gift her the same bottle of tequila. He goes to like a liquor store to buy the same thing after his operation. Um, and I'm like, oh, why? Like clearly she had access to this tequila. Buy her something different. Yeah. Um, but um, Gabriella, unfortunately, is a mess, as we'll learn. Um a lot of these people aren't what they seem to be because, well, as as we may have at least hinted at by now, I think the, the trailers uh, give away the reality of this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very clear in the trailer. Not a like, spoiler to even this say. This is a spoiler, <laughs> but um, the the clinic is is a fraud. The whole thing. Also, fake. if you've seen any of the Saw movies, you know he doesn't recover from his cancer. So true. Yeah. <laughs> it, they, it would be funny if this was just an alternate universe movie. Oh my god, that would him. be so fucking <laughs> funny. What if he stopped being Jigsaw and just like went on and lived a fulfilling life after this? But like, like Hoffman still did it. Um, yeah, Hoffman has um, just got got mad that he was like, "I'm not doing it anymore." He's like, oh, "I'm gonna take over then." Yeah, um, that would be that would be really good. Um, <laughs> I would watch those movies. Um, um, Yes. So continue with what you're saying. Yeah. So, so they, he, um, he discovers, I love that. It, so he discovers that they've all, like, it was all a fraud. They faked his brain surgery by like showing him videos of brain surgeries, which, uh, spoil alert for the, what, 2005 film Hard Candy <laughs> is also. <laughs> a method used in that film which i found that's true hilarious yeah. parallel um the yeah uh, and like he he goes back to try to give this bottle of 
tequila to Gabriella, who was like the the nice girl who like checked him in and was like helping him with it, find his room and stuff. And like he he finds the uh the clinic by like triangulating the position based off the location of various landmarks in the city. Yes. <laughs> Which like great great nerd moment for our engineer Jigsaw there. Um, yes, he does actually. I want to be clear. He says in this movie, "I was a civil engineer." I was like, finally, we get some some confirmation of your your life. Um, exactly. Remember when he was on the cover yeah. of like Civil Engineering Weekly or whatever, uh, and like saw five or six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the civil engineers were like, "Yeah, that's one of us." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to claim that, man. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> You're like, hey, you you may disagree with his uh, his results, but his you uh, can't his deny engineering. His engineering. Like, uh, yeah. So so yeah, he tracks down this place, and it turns out it, like it's it's totally abandoned. Like and and like they they showed him like a DVD of brain surgeries. <laughs> Which I love when he's like watching the DVD in this like abandoned fake clinic. And it's like, hello, these are some of the newest methods in brain surgery technology. Oh, yeah. This is part of our five part series on brain surgeries. I'm like, who is this for? Who's watching this? God, this is hilarious. Um, but yeah, and he gets so angry that he smashes the tequila bottle. And he does. My, my favorite part of that scene, though, is when like he he reaches up to like the bandages on his head and he pulls them off and he's just like totally normal up there. Like there's no surgery or anything, but they didn't even bother to shave his head. Yes. What was <laughs> so that? He's just like totally normal. It was like, okay, well like they didn't, they didn't want him to be in the dark for too long. Like They didn't go to too great lengths to disguise this. I love, you know what I love? Um, the trailers for this movie where it was like you hear a doctor saying they didn't remove your tumor at all which is not a line that is ever uttered in this movie um yeah very funny very funny that they recorded these like scenes for this movie that like didn't make it at all we do know that the the dvd is gonna have like a ton of deleted scenes so yeah i think they said like half an hour's worth of deleted scenes yeah so, so there must be a scene where a doctor tells him that uh um, a lot to look forward to yes um so he's very upset. Obviously, you have fucked up when you have decided to pull one over on Jigsaw. Um, yeah. It's just like a bad choice. Like, you really... I mean, they didn't know that it was Jigsaw, but you fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can see it in his face. He's instantly going back into Jigsaw mode. Yeah. Which is like... It's so interesting because this is like maybe like the 40 minute mark of this movie 30 minutes minute, somewhere on there it's a long stretch of this movie that's like a medical drama yeah it's it's like literally about like a man with cancer like learning that he may have a second lease on life it's like it like everything about it like the music and like the cinematography and everything is like very hopeful very like warm yes and although then, like, it is intercut with one scene where Jigsaw fantasizes about ripping out the eyeballs of a guy who's going <laughs> to steal from him. We have to, we have to put that in there. Yes. Because we needed to get a, a trap early in the movie. So people didn't get bored, but yeah, there was, he, when he was at the hospital getting his bad news about like his inoperable cancer, he sees a, um, like a, I guess an orderly, um, stealing. You know, you know how he feels about orderlies. 
You know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes he likes to make them into a zap. You know, <laughs> he could he could have made that guy into a zap, but he didn't. Um, and he uh, he sees him like stealing from a I guess a comatose patient or a patient who's unconscious, and he like fantasizes about putting him in this trap where he has to break his own fingers with this by turning this little dial in order to avoid having his eyes ripped out by a shop vac. Something I definitely think I could do. Like, I gotta say, this guy, of the saw traps, that's one of the less bad ones. This like, seems, like, relatively easy in the pantheon of saw traps. Not that I would bones, want to do this. I wouldn't want to do it, but broken bones compared to the many other things that saw victims have to do could be worse. Could right. be worse, man. And there's also the element of, like, you don't have to really like take the hammer to your fingers or whatever you just have to turn this dial and the machine does it for somebody you. else has to take the hammer to their bones later in this movie. <laughs> we do but yes yes that's that uh, was a tougher trap by far um yeah. uh, yes um yeah i i think that but this guy yeah that's a that's a fun okay so that scene it happens pretty early in the movie and we were watching, the, and I'm in this, I saw it on like opening night. It was like Thursday night, you know, the, the week it opened. Um, mm -hmm. I'm at the Alamo Draft House, um, and it's a sold out theater. Um, and we're, and I, first of all, I've listened to people in the auditorium before this movie. I listened to somebody say the best Saw movie was Saw 3D. They said that with a straight <laughs> no. face and said that that was widely considered to be the case. And I was like, nobody, virtually <laughs> nobody thinks this. There is nobody who thinks that's the best one. There might be people who there, love it, but nobody thinks it's yeah. the best one. There are people who appreciate it for being like almost a comedic version of the Saw movies that we got up till there. But very few people would say it's the best. And yeah. it's certainly far from the consensus favorite. Yeah. Crazy stuff happening at the Saw screening on opening night here in New York City. Um, but... Um, when we're like watching this movie and then first of all this movie does a lot of like the old school saw editing where there's like fast cuts and like weird oh, yeah. stuff happening um which i loved um also it has the weird color palette filters that the old saw movies have i'm like thank you thank you for bringing this back we're gonna do some of this now yes um, we're back we're so, we're back. so fucking back um but when they zoom, when they cut to this guy sitting in a chair with tubes coming from his eyes, which are crossing for literally no reason, <laughs> just to make it more aesthetically pleasing, they had to cross just to form an X for the poster. And so then the oh, movie yeah. was like, "Well, yeah, I guess we have to keep the X." Like I don't know. Um, but um, when it cut to that scene, my entire audience cheered, and I was like, "I'm with the right people." I thought that was really fun. Um, but it turns out that that was a fantasy. The guy's eyeballs do get ripped out, but then Jigsaw's like, oh, never mind. Um, because the guy put the, the items back in the drawer. He doesn't steal from the patient in the hospital. My entire auditorium also laughed at that when yeah. it cut back to Jigsaw. John Kramer's like, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and um, yeah, so that was really good. And then that's like the only like gory scene for like the first like half of the movie, essentially. Um, yeah i mean there's other stuff that's like kind of bloody like you see somebody digging around in a brain but it's like on a grainy vhs tape or whatever like it's not a big deal yeah um 
Um, it's not like Saw 3 where you see like it all actually happening. Although that does actually happen later in the movie. Saw 3. Yeah, we do get um, sort of a revisit of that scene. Uh, yeah, so so John pretty quickly goes straight back into jigsaw mode and calls up. I love when he calls up like he's like, detective, I may need your help locating some people. It's like, I know. Oh, like, yeah, we, we know. We fucking We're, know. You keep like obliquely referring to Hoffman throughout the movie. It's like, yes, yes. Yeah. Bring him back. Yeah. Um, yes. You knew it was, you knew when he says, okay, detective, it was like, oh, that's, that's the Hoffman. Yeah. Um, it's the Hoff. It's the Hoff. He's out there. He's lurking. Um, so Jigsaw decides to take matters into his own hands to punish everyone. And he does this by starting with the taxi driver who drove him. Oh my god, that was Which a is... very scary noise that just happened. Um, that sounded like Billy on his tricycle. I oh, did not no. like that. Um, um, I hope everyone's okay. Uh, Which yeah, I I think it's I think it's funny that even the taxi driver gets punished here. I guess he he was in on the scheme. Yeah, it actually but... turns out he was, but I think that there was like a real chance he wasn't. So it was like maybe like a choice. Um, also, uh, just to go back to the taxi driver at the beginning, I love that he like gives John like a little tour around Mexico City oh, yeah. <laughs> on his way there. It's like, oh, we're just getting like travels with Jigsaw for a moment here. Yes, He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, see, here is the city center. And the, look at this lovely statues. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how Jigsaw triangulates where the location of the, the clinic was. So That's true. And also the the iconography of the statue comes back in one of the traps later so mm -hmm, he's like mm -hmm. he's getting all inspired by like the surroundings he's he's in a new place he's like oh this is lovely this will be great for my work oh well jigsaw's work um jigsaw's work it's not a lovely work uh, <laughs> so jigsaw decides that to plant two bombs in the taxi driver's arms which is funny because Obviously, the taxi driver uses his arms to drive. Um, yeah, yeah so, he's going to need those. Yeah. Um, and this guy has to cut the the bombs out manually. He has to, like, dig into them with a knife. Uh, it's kind of, like, that's kind of bad. That's, like, pretty, that's, like, brutal. That's not a good one. That's a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does, it seems... At least it's he succeeds, which is pretty remarkable. That is um, actually there's a couple of remarkable successes in this movie. I would say, I would say that this one is, looked looked pretty brutal, but he did manage to pull it off. I just think uh, it's like pretty like like I don't think I could do that. You know what I mean? I, like it, because it's like you have to like dig into one little clip that's in your arm and then pull it out and then go into the next one and you know what I mean? Like you have to like keep digging in your arm. Yeah, it's not like like the the buzz saws in Saw Five, where you can just like you can just be like okay adrenaline and just like shove it all the way forward. Uh, this is like this is like you have to keep doing it. You have to have the stamina, hacking away, yeah, doing this. Um, pretty grim. Yeah, it's pretty bad. He does it though. He digs the bombs out of his arms and they blow up. And so Jigsaw uses him to get information. Is ostensibly, you know, what happens there. Um, yeah. And I so, do love the idea of Jigsaw interrogating someone for information. 
after doing that after doing that all right all right who you get to tell me everything about what you know jigsaw have a talking to with people it ends with him being like killing is distasteful (laughs) to me it it (laughs) is like that scene um so yeah you know we know how a jigsaw interrogation goes mercifully we don't have to see a lot of um the actual like information gathering in this but we do have to see all of the kidnappings which are pretty interesting i think they're pretty fun um there's a nurse who gets kidnapped from a club. Um, well, she was she's not actually a nurse, but she was like a nurse in the setting of the hospital. Um, um, I don't know. Yeah, if, a yeah. fake nurse. Yeah, she's a fake nurse. Um, and she gets kidnapped from a club. Um, interestingly, she's like assaulted by a man and then a pig face mask attacks the man and then kidnaps her. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Um, she's, she's like a prostitute and she is like soliciting work and then it goes badly he's like i'm not gonna pay and then he get who knows what happens to that guy yeah like it ends up being amanda that attacks him so knowing amanda he i mean there's a there's a very apparent saw 11 like built into this movie because so many like multiple characters survive this movie um so you know he he could come up um yeah um yeah, yeah but amanda amanda gets her amanda gets her uh, we don't i don't think we know it's amanda right away but like you know no. amanda if you've been watching the trailers um so um <clears throat> but there's also um mateo who pretended to be like a surgeon or whatever but he actually works in like a veterinary clinic um yeah and he's like a loser dork um and he also gives drugs to gabriella we see this sequence happening um which is like I don't know. It's just like too bad. Gabriella really needs to like get better friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mateo gets kidnapped from his, his veterinary clinic. And then we get to see Gabriella. Is she the one who gets taken from like the bathroom stall? Um, yeah. Yeah. She's like in the bathroom about to do drugs and then like feet appear underneath the door of the bathroom stall. Yes. And then she like gets out the pepper spray but then oh yeah the pepper spray yes and amanda pepper sprays her wow with the pepper spray <laughs> that's what happened you know um yeah that's pretty fun and then finally we get for her to go to um the blonde woman herself who we actually haven't even talked about much um what's her name um, the mastermind of it uh peterson peterson i know is her last name because i kept thinking jordan peterson um but um yes it is it is peterson it's something peterson and her dad is like a renowned you know medical cecilia peterson cecilia yes um she's a swedish doctor who's faking everything um and she lives in like a fancy fancy house and amanda very smartly uses like the fanciness to her advantage to kidnap cecilia um Hides out on the roof, uses emotions and certain lights and stuff. It's pretty good. It works out. Um, so Cecilia gets taken. So that that was a pretty fun sequence, I thought. I thought seeing everybody get kidnapped was pretty fun. That also felt like old Saw, you know? Yeah. Um, you get a lot of pig mask in there. Yes. You get people getting surprised in, like, grimy, poorly lit places. There was a lot of grime in this movie. You know what? It was good to have the grime back. It was good. It was good yeah. to have the grime. We need we needed the grime. I can't oh, oh my gosh, this is total tan not not a total tangent. But before 
um, this movie, the Alamo pre-show was like recapping all of the Saw movies that came before. And it was doing it in like 20 minutes or something. Um, and they started, they were like, Saw takes place in a city where everybody has hepatitis, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, and so that they would refer to it. And now we're back in Hepatitisville. And I'd be like, yeah, that's actually how it feels watching these movies. It sounds accurate. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, this is, this is the first thing to take place in the Saw universe that we actually know like where the location is. Yeah. Specifically, go to Mexico City. Did we not know Spiral? I don't know if they were specific about that. Okay, I thought for some reason I thought Spiral was Chicago, but I could be wrong. Um, might have been, might have yeah. been. I might just be like making that up because it's a place with trains. Um, so, but um, yeah. So um, this is definitely the first one where it's like a key part of where we are, right? Um, like the yeah. fact that we're in Mexico is like a part of this movie. It is, it's, it is a plot point. Um, so yeah. Um, so they, he kidnaps everybody and they all wait. This was also interesting because this was like a group game, but they don't have to play the same game. You know what I mean? Like, no, they just have to watch they, one another. They just kind of sit around as they're one by one put through their tests yeah. Which is like a, a interesting vibe at some points where they're just like, all right, now we're coming out to knock out Mateo so we can take him away for a little while, then wheel him back in in his little contraption. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it was very funny. Um, I thought it made for an interesting dynamic to watch all of them watching one another. Um, because I do think it showed cecilia's character just like how really uncaring she was she's very cold um intense conniving and yeah heartless and like even like you can even see like like one thing i liked about how the actress plays her is it like even though she like spends a lot of like the traps like telling people what to do like to do it correctly like she's like you need to cut here you need to do this um she's doing it in a very cold stern unkind manner she's yeah, just like she's just like, focus you need to do this exactly do it. It, it's sort of a like why don't you do it this way you're an idiot kind of approach um and and i thought that really like drove home her character which i thought i thought it actually really like, really worked to have this group dynamic it also made you like like gabriella becomes more sympathetic as you're watching her interact with everybody Mateo, even though he's kind of an idiot, he like he's funny and like you can tell that he's like not like the shittiest person in the world. Like it's like yeah. he makes some bad choices, but he's like, you know, he doesn't deserve to be here because you can tell that he cares about his like friends in this this situation. Um she though, Cecilia, she's just like, hmm. Um yeah. she is not great. <laughs> yeah, she's just like cold and awful. Um it's been a minute since we had a Saw character who was just like this blatantly awful. Um, um, she's she's pretty bad. Um, but then we get into the traps. So I guess we can talk about the traps other than the, the cab driver who survives and fucks off, I guess. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't really get a sense for what happens to him at the end. I guess he gets left somewhere. Like, yeah. Like so maybe he goes and it joins the the Mexico City chapter of the Saw Survivors Group. Um, you know, Batman has Batman Incorporated all over the world. This is um, Saw Incorporated. Um, 
It's just like a different jigsaw in all of the different countries. Um, it's just franchising, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> what's really uh, going to happen is we're going to get Saw like 14 in a few years, and that guy is going to be like an apprentice. Um, so. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the traps themselves. Sounds There's- good. They're they're all pretty much in the same room here and just kind of one by one get tested. This is, uh, by the way, like, I, I don't know if it's clear up until the end, but this is all taking place at the at the same, like, fake clinic. Yeah. Spot. Oh, yeah. He just, yeah. He just kind of drags them back there. Uh, he's just like, oh, I guess they, they gave me the perfect spot for one of my traps. I mean, it makes perfect. sense that they would get tested in the clinic where they were fucking people over. Yeah. Um, so I think it was the right choice. Um, you know, Jigsaw loves a good thematic location. He loves it. He loves it. Um, so our first trap is the, um, I can't remember her name, but she was, as you said, a prostitute. Um, and she you've seen her in the trailers first of all you've seen sort of what her trap is um um, the geely saw yeah she has to like cut off her leg to let the bone marrow it's like very upsetting yeah she has to cut off her leg and get the bone marrow into a tube that oh god it's so bad yeah and she has to cut it off with like this this hand wire saw it's a wire saw uh, yeah. called a geely saw which if you go to the wikipedia article for the geely saw the only like information in there is that it was invented by an italian person uh an well, italian doctor called that's what it was. leonardo geely uh and that it was in the movie saw x and <laughs> and that that piece of information is also relayed in the movie by Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> like it was invented by Leonardo Gigli. I mean, it is for, I mean, it's whole purpose is about cutting bones. So she has to use the G saw to like, um, to cut off her leg and it has to be a sharp enough cut so that the bone marrow is still intact and she can siphon blood bone marrow into like a container. She has to siphon enough to like out, you know, to get into this container. And so the, the timer will stop and she won't die. Basically her head will cut off if she doesn't do it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's another saw that's going to saw her head off. Yes. So this sequence is very disgusting. She's like using the GE saw to like slice her leg open and you're watching it happen. And then you're hearing bone slice through. It's very reminiscent of saw one. Um, and it's really gross. <laughs> it's yeah. probably one of the grosser scenes in this this movie the um, bone marrow part is particularly disgusting yeah like seeing it like, like come slopping out of the it, tube it's and giving it's giving clam chowder and, no, <laughs> oh no um it's really gross it's like really appalling um yeah but um it's effective i'll give it that um yeah, but it, it's a really unpleasant to experience. Um, she basically wastes a lot of time, so she yeah. did not succeed and her head gets cut off, but it's because she wasted so much time up front. Yeah, right. she does successfully cut off the leg and is like most of the way there on getting the marrow out, but just doesn't 
doesn't get quite enough time. It's but a classic it saw blunder, doing yeah. what you need to do, but doing it too late. So yeah, wasting too much time at the beginning. Yeah. That's always the the greatest uh, factor leading to a fail See, state. And this would this would trap. also be my problem in saw, mainly because I you know I would just be like, wait, what do you want me to do? I would like overthink it too much um yeah so. i would i my problem that i've identified i think is that i would have a hard time like following all the instructions as they're laid out in the audio tape yeah. and then be like wait what was that middle part you said yeah. again well the good news <laughs> is that after as long as you weren't involved in like his first couple of traps the the steps become much more like straightforward later on when you're like in an individual trap right when you're in a group trap, you're fucked because it's like cryptic and like riddles and clues. Yeah, there's always like riddles. And then yeah. you're like, how do I, what? what when is you're it in a group I'm trap, it's like, ah, fuck. This is, I have to like solve a riddle and do what the riddle asks me to do. When you're like solo, he's just like, fucking cut out your eye. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it is funny how like in some of the early movies, they were like, you know, the the key is in the back of your mind and stuff like that. And then in like the what later ones, they're says, like, all right, the, all right, saw your fucking leg off. What about like, in Saw 2 when he's like, the clue to the order of the combination can be found over the rainbow. Over the rainbow. He's like, that's on the fucking nape of everyone's neck. Nobody would figure that out. Not a single person. Not nobody. Come on. Um. That was thing. He, he was he was working too much. He needed to calm down. Um, he, he got a little too too carried away with that one. Yeah. He was just like, "This is gonna be like thematic. We're gonna have clues and have stuff." The rainbow be a part of it. It's Pride Month here in Saw. Um, <laughs> that was Amanda's insistence, actually. Well, Amanda, <laughs> Amanda is Amanda. Amanda's into men. We know because she's into Jigsaw. Yes, um, we we know the the fan base insists that she is in fact a lesbian. I know, but like Saw three, I mean, she's pretty into Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like actually kind of uncomfortable. Like <laughs> the degree That's to which true. she's like, mm, I really want him. I mean, maybe it's like a dad thing, but it like, is like a dad thing. But it's also the other thing. I was gonna well. say because <laughs> of the age, it reads as like not just a dad thing. You know what I mean? um like they're because she's not like a like if she were like younger it would read as like purely like father daughter but because she's like an adult it reads right. as like mm, it's like what well, yeah, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> um so <clears throat> very strange but um that's not a part of this movie because actually this movie doesn't have that that's actually kind of nice amanda <laughs> is like a normal character in this movie i mean as normal as anyone who like locks people up to have to like cut off their limbs in order to survive or else they die yeah Maybe. she's like, like saw two amanda in this one yeah she doesn't have that that saw three level of like obsession i which... actually you know jumping out of like this movie specifically i actually think one thing that this like Amanda in this movie does really well is it does kind of explain who Amanda becomes by saw two and three. Um, like yeah. she's in this movie and she's like, so like one thing that's a recurring theme in this movie is that she feels bad for Gabriella. She's like, Gabriella's an addict. She doesn't want to punish yeah. Gabriella for being an addict. She identifies with her as a, as a fellow drug addict. Right. And so, um, Although Amanda also wasn't there like a part in like Saw Two where she's like I've never done dope or whatever, and it's like all right, well that's obviously a lie, and also like now we're watching this movie and she obviously is an addict. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. 
um, <clears throat> she um, she identifies with Gabriella and she doesn't want to punish her. And is this whole thing where Jigsaw's like, can you do what needs to be done? It's like, does it like need to be done? Like, should we use the word need here? Um, and so it's this whole whole thing. Is there like a ghost in your background? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is in fact another fire engine, but it does sound like a ghost. Okay. So. <laughs> I was like, there's like something haunting. Um, there's a lot of things haunting LA well, for being honest. Um, 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 so she, you know, she feels like she does, you know, she has some struggles with doing what needs to be done. And so it does sort of explain why Jigsaw would go on to test her in Saw 2. And then again, even in Saw 3. You know what I mean? Like, because he's like, he's not sure he can trust her to do, like, to follow the rules, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it, she's still very fresh in this one. It's like right. she's like a fresh convert, basically. Right. And I do think it kind of like helps explain why she's still sort of like struggling in Saw 2 and 3. Because I think that like her guilt over Gabriella in this movie informs how she behaves in the next two movies. Um, although not three. Three is a different beast. But three, she's also retroactively being manipulated by Hoffman. So it's a whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. But um, that's, you know what? Nah, whatever. Uh, so the prostitute dies. <laughs> yeah. She, um, she gets her head cut off pretty gruesomely. Right. Like that scene is so gross because like first you see the leg like flop off when she cuts it off. Yeah. And like that, I love that like Gabriella is like doing like the, like she's about to be sick at that point. It's like really like the rest of it didn't make you vomit. Like the part where she was actually sawing it off. But then right, like, that's the really cut- gross. It's really gross <laughs> yeah. when she's cutting off her leg. When the thing cuts her head off, finally, like then her head like topples down and then her whole body slumps out of the chair and just falls down. <laughs> just like, uh, <laughs> just like a whole bunch of body parts all over. Yeah, it's really too bad, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, we find out here that um, what's her name? Uh, Cecilia is really not that like upset about all of this she's like definitely like a psychopath yes because she's just immediately like all right okay like she's dead and but like we can use this to our advantage oh my god wait is this where (laughs) this is like this is the most psychotic thing this is actually i've already claimed saw trap has ever done i think i've already claimed two other moments as the funniest scenes in the movie but i think the thing you're about to talk about is actually the funniest (laughs) scene in the movie yes Um, so so she wants to get a hold of like this utility cart that Amanda left oh, God, in the it room. Is. <laughs> that like she left like her pig mask cloak on it. So like presumably it has like her her phone. No, her it does have a phone. There. Remember they've heard she can, the phone. She can yeah, she can the hear the phone. That's, that's a plot. So element. true, true. Okay, so she she hears the phone. She knows like we got to get hold of that phone. <laughs> then she like takes Valentina's body. And like oh just God, cuts open so her guts, funny. pulls out a long length of her intestine, and then is like, "We have a rope now." <laughs> My entire audience, there was like, it was like a shockwave through the audience. Half, like, some people were laughing. I laughed. Some people were like, <gasps> and I was like, "Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> this is deeply upsetting." 
this character is a nightmare. Like, yeah, no, this is the moment you're like, okay, like, so she's like really fucked up. I think Cecilia uh, is a future apprentice, if anything. Cecilia's like, she, there's gonna be there's gonna be like a Cecilia versus John Kramer movie. Like, yeah, they're no, both I think doing like, jigsaw traps. Like, she might not be an apprentice. She might be like a rival. Yeah, like, she like starts up her own series of jigsaw traps she's like i could do it better than you john because she's fucking insane she's insane <laughs> um <laughs> she i love it like she she does things in this movie that like make amanda disturbed <laughs> she's like what are you doing i think she does things in this movie that if hoffman saw he'd be like um <laughs> whoa whoa hold and on hoffman <laughs> is pretty fucked up hoffman is like Hoffman he is also set the record. Actually, Hoffman and Cecilia might be in love. Like, if they met, they might have a romantic relationship. Um, <laughs> He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone who actually understands. Yeah, because they're both fucking sociopaths. Like, they're not normal. Um, yeah. So, she really does rip out those intestines and use it to, to pull the cart over. That's like... I, like watching that sequence was like I am watching a Mortal Kombat fatality happen in front of my eyes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is really too bad um, for Valentina. Um, yeah, so that is like the most mutilated body at this point. Yeah, um, she really gets it. She manages to get the phone and like place a brief phone call before Amanda comes over and socks her in the jaw and grabs the phone back. Um, but yeah, that is the, <laughs> that's what happens to poor Valentina. Um, and originally Gabriella is supposed to be the next one to be tested. Um, by the way, uh, we should mention that like, although, uh, John clearly prepared tapes for this sequence of traps. He doesn't use them in a lot of circumstances. He like just delivers a lot of the monologues himself. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part is when he like, first of all, he, he tells Valentina about the Geely saw just sort of casually standing next to her. Like he's giving like a history lecture or something. Uh, but also <laughs> During Gabriella's trap, when she like turns off the tape, and he's like, "No, it won't be that easy, Gabriella." And he just like starts reading it off the cuff. He's <laughs> like, "No, yeah, this is what you have to do." And like, damn it, he uh, he, he just knows. He just wants. He's to... freestyling it. Yeah. Um, but most of this uh sequence, they're like up in like a control room above this right. like warehouse type room, and they're like monitoring thing and like pressing buttons whatever uh, i don't know how they got all of this set up but it, it seems pretty elaborate but th it does lend like kind of an interesting vibe to this where in like in a lot of the early saw movies especially like jigsaw was very hands-off like right. he wouldn't put like other than when in the first saw where he did like literally insert himself into the trap but he mostly would like watch things he wouldn't interfere um, but here he's like regularly going in and like setting things up in front of everybody else. He's like reading them their little monologues that they get. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting, it, it, it provides a lot more like one-on-one -on -one character interactions. We get to see a lot more of John like directly interacting with these people. Right. Um, 
and Gabriella, so Gabriella's trap is supposed to be next, but uh, like Amanda manages to get them to do Mateo next instead because she's like pulling for her fellow addict. Yes, like, but and it's, does Mateo happen next, or does the the intrusion happen next? That's true. There is an intrusion. So a a former another patient from the clinic that John saw when he was checking in shows up at the the clinic and he's like angrily banging on the door like i need my money like you you ripped me off whatever and he's he's there with a gun and he <laughs> shoots what he thinks is somebody standing in the pig mask and cloak in the dark hallway but it turns out to be valentina's <laughs> like head like mounted on a broom with the cloak and mask over it's like she's like valentina's <laughs> valentina got so much of the bad stuff and like even after she's dead they're still like shooting at her head could you and stuff. imagine like amanda or john being like i'm gonna set up valentina's head on a broom <laughs> in this hallway when is it enough john when it's like she's dead when is she learning it's giving lesson? very much like <laughs> saw three when he's just like i'm gonna put this guy up on a forklift for like fuck all reason <laughs> for i don't fucking no reason like whatsoever. i just want to make his life fucking hell i don't know like uh, i fucking hate this guy in particular so i'm gonna put him on a forklift and you have to jump off of it i guess um, yeah so he shows up and like is immediately knocked out disarmed whatever um and wakes up and they're basically like, all right, you can stick around as long as you don't interfere and you can't use the gun. Right. Cause like we have our own thing going on, but you're allowed to watch whatever. Right. So he's there now. Um, and yeah, Mateo's trap is next. And this is a, this is another one of those funny moments where because of like the group nature of it, it's kind of like a strange setup. Like Amanda comes in and like shoots him with the taser to knock him out and then just sort of drags him off. And then he comes back in like strapped into this device and like it must have taken a while to put him into this thing because like this is this is the brain surgery trap. Yes. So like his head is shaved. He's got like this whole rig around his head and like he's strapped into this thing. And it's like, it must have taken a while to put him in this thing. <laughs> so everyone, everyone's just like waiting around in this room while after they've wheeled Mateo out. And it's like, okay, uh, what's going on now? <laughs> <laughs> he comes back in this thing. And um, great part of the setup for this is that like Billy, the puppet wheels in on his tricycle pushing this little cart oh my god with medical supplies my audience also fist pump cheered for billy it's it's such a silly moment it's so great though um like like you know that's not a good good sign like billy's wheeling in with this little cart of medical supplies Um, everybody the whole room like the cecilia gabriella mateo were all just like <laughs> like what's going on here? Mateo doesn't really does not want to play ball here. He's like there well, there's all this stuff on here. There's, there's like a scalpel, there's like the saw. There's a there's a thing that says play me. I'm not going to touch that and then they zap him with the electricity in the chain, I guess. Uh well, he's like okay, okay, okay. Worked, you know. They'll zap Yeah. Him. 
it's just it is like the saw one chains with the like the built-in electricity if you don't play ball right um and he plays the tape and the tape is like classic jigsaw because he's like the brain is a remarkably resilient organ (laughs) (laughs) he's like it's very much like back in like that saw five territory and he's just like waxing poetic about yes. how resilient the human body is. He has to. Um, he's got to do it. And he's basically, he tells Mateo that he has to like cut open his own head and put a large enough piece of brain tissue into the jar that it will dissolve in the solution and unlock the device that he's in. <laughs> which is like that is that has got to be one of the worst things that anyone's had to do like up there with like the eye the eye one um yeah the eye one's pretty bad from from saw two Two. i guess the saw two um just like having to do your own brain surgery that's pretty bad that's really (laughs) that's rough but he's like no it'll it'll be fine because the brain is a remarkably resilient organ and like people often recover from losing like half of their brain and like can go on to live normal lives (laughs) it's like all right sure that's a nightmare hope you don't rip out anything important by mistake right so (laughs) he has to so he has to saw open his head with like the little circular saw thing which is a bad enough task just like he's doing it like looking in a mirror <laughs> or i guess like, it's like a video does he have a video screen yeah he of... has a video screen yeah which is like sort of a, a throwback to the fake video screen of his own brain surgery so jigsaw is definitely like rubbing it in here i was gonna say that's obviously um, the, the point of this trap is that he was the fake brain surgeon during yeah during it's like all right surgery. you want to do brain surgery <laughs> have at it yeah um and yeah, so that that's very gruesome. And then the part where he's pulling out the piece of his own brain is so rough because he's just like got like he's just got like a piece of tweezers. He's just like yoinking it out. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, how on earth are you gonna do that? <laughs> and like, well, I do honestly have no idea how of... easy it is to pull out pieces of your brain. It might be yeah, as I mean, easy it, as it could be easy. But it's like, you could end up pulling out way too much. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter for Mateo because, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it. But um... It's another one where, like, he spent too much time wasting time. And then, like, even though he gets the piece of brain out and even gets it in the jar, which, like, for me, that's, like, when I'm thinking of, like, where I would fail the saw trap, that's where I would fail. Like, you know, maybe I get the brain out. But I'm totally missing that jar. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Point, I'm dropping it on the floor, and then it's like, oh god, we gotta go back. I gotta pull out more brain. Um, yeah. um yeah. but yeah, he gets it in the jar and everything, and it's dissolving. It just it isn't early enough. It so also dissolves time, pretty slowly. Like there yeah. needed to be more time on that clock. It's taken a while. It, he he got a pretty rough. Mateo trap. was I wronged. Mean, Mateo, we need justice for Mateo. Um. <laughs> But um, yeah, Mateo, Mateo, and Valentino both should have won this. Our our drug dealing veterinarian king. Yeah, I, I mean, Mateo was actually like entertaining. So like, I want justice for Mateo. He deserved better. He's giving yeah. Adam and Saul one. Like it's just like <laughs> you're very entertaining. Just... I wish you didn't have to die. Um, um, 
but he does have to die and he dies in a way yeah. that's also kind of funny because it's just like a mask closing around his head so he suddenly yeah. looks like he's a tiki mug and <laughs> he's got he's got like this panini press strapped around his face this is just like it, it like lights up like glowing hot and then clamps shut across his face and then it's like an aztec mask um yeah which harkens back to the um the the statue that we were shown near the beginning Correct. of the movie. Yeah. Um it's yeah, it's really too bad for him. Um but honestly, probably one of the faster deaths. Um so I guess it could be worse. Um Yeah. You probably go numb pretty quickly from that intensity. Um so you know. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 hope that Mateo's death is not that brutal after he has to cut open his skull, pull out part of his own brain, and then get his face baked to death. Yeah, it, I mean, it might not be that bad. Who knows? Especially because he like succeeded in doing what he had to do. It's really too bad when yeah. you like succeed in your trap and then you still die. Many of Hoffman's victims know this problem. Oh yes, um, <laughs> the ones, yeah, like Detective Carey, for example. Yeah. Well, that was a that was an Amanda victim. True. Yeah. True. I forgot that they both did that. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> did it pretty pointedly, but Hoffman was just like everyone. But Hoffman, Hoffman was like, "I'm going to weld the door shut." His like... sister's killer. Remember, his sister's um, yeah. killer was like the big thing. But also, yes, the the welded shut door. He yeah. That was Hoffman or was that Amanda? I can't remember. That that one was Hoffman. Yeah. Um yeah. That was Saw Four, I believe. Well, no, the um, welded shut door is it happens in Saw Three, but I, I, I think you might figure out who it is in Saw Four. Uh it's, okay. it's part of the opening of Saw Three. It all leads up to Detective Carrie getting her rib cage ripped out. Um Detective yeah. Carrie deserved better. Um <laughs> she should have had a whole movie. It's so too bad. But yeah, so Mateo goes. It's too bad about Mateo. Um, so then it is Gabriella's turn. Yeah, and and this one, this one's great because she has to she has to pull the tape recorder off of Billy, who's just still like hanging out in the room. Yep, <laughs> Billy's just like there for the rest of the movie, I guess. Um, and she she starts the tape, and then is like, nope, nope, can't do it. Like stops it, and then. <laughs> jigsaw comes on the intercom he's like no you can't get out of it that way gabriella <laughs> and then he just starts telling her what she has to do over the intercom yes um and so like this this game involves a radiation therapy machine it's really too bad it's really <laughs> really upsetting my favorite this part is of a this scene is when she so she gets pulled up by some chains that dangle her from the ceiling. So one is like around her like wrist and one is around another ankle. And so she's like hanging from like the, the ceiling or something. Yeah. Um, and then this machine comes out of the shadows and it comes out of the shadows and Celia goes, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, that's not good. Like she's, she's like, a doctor. Cecilia she immediately knows. knows what it is. She's like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's like, like this is like the same radiation thing they use to like kill cancer, but obviously they're they use it in in a very targeted way when you're doing that. This is not that. This is just being blasted straight into her face. Yeah. Um, 
I'm also and not the idea... sure if, like, safe to have that, like, wide open in this room with other people, but, like, it's fine. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> even if she managed to survive this one, like, she's she going to get... She would have walked away like, with cancer, but, like... Every kind of cancer immediately. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. Like, that stuff is very dangerous. And probably, yeah, probably the other people in the room, too, are also being exposed yeah. to this, including John, who's, like, on the other side of a piece of glass, yeah. who's probably getting extra radiation, though. Like, at this point, you know, he's like, I guess I got as much cancer as I'm going to get. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> the basic idea is that she has to, like, break her ankles, her ankle and wrist, like, Detective Matthews style to slip out of the chains so she will uh, fall out of the beam of the radiation therapy machine, which like pretty brutal. Yeah. Cause again, it's like, it's not like one of those things where it's like once the timer runs out, then you die. It's like the longer you're in the beam of this thing, the more fucked up you're getting. Right. So you get to see her get pretty fried by that thing. Yeah. Um, and... The funniest part of it, okay, what is, like, okay, so she does it, she's starting to, like, break her bones or whatever, and she's starting to break one bone, and you you just saw it, like, today. Cecilia, Cecilia tells her to go with her ankle first. She's like, no, do the ankle first, because then you'll swing out of the way okay, of this the Okay, that was the funniest thing, because, like, she breaks her ankle, and just she does swing out of the way of the radiation machine, and then the radiation machine adjusts and moves back in front of her. <laughs> just, just slides right over. There's like, oh, God. <laughs> I laughed like, yeah. so hard. I was like, ah, well, all right. Good try, girl. Yeah, uh, it's an engineer you're dealing with. He's well aware that you'll swing out of the way. Yeah. Like, uh, that was so fucking funny. funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was like, nope, so, nope. He is like the most evil person of all time. <laughs> um, so fucking funny. Um, so then she has to break her wrist too, and she. So the thing is, she does it. She breaks her bones and she falls to the floor. Also, I'd like to point out that she's like many feet above the floor. There was like a fifty-fifty chance that in breaking her bones and falling to the floor, she would like snap her neck. Like, yeah yeah like that that fall itself was probably pretty debilitating yeah that could have that would have killed me probably so um <laughs> like yeah she doesn't die though she lands on the floor and she's still alive and that is important because you've already referenced the fact that she doesn't survive so i don't feel bad saying that her death is like yeah. an important moment um but it doesn't come yet um so she lands on the floor and she's like struggling um <clears throat> so then we move on um how do we get into like the well you'll know you just saw it so well so um what's his face the guy parker the guy who who was the the other victim of this scam who's there the whole time um he so, like snaps into action at this point and reveals that he has actually been on cecilia's side the whole time um Imagine being on Team Cecilia for anything. Yeah. It's a rough team to be on, and we'll definitely find out that later on. Uh, But he, yeah, so he's got his gun back, and uh, he's got both uh, Jigsaw and Amanda at gunpoint, and he's like, he demands the keys and demands that Cecilia be set free. And so now the tables have turned. Now, uh, Now Jigsaw and Amanda are the ones who are trapped. 
and they they put them both in the shackles so now like they're they're the ones chained up and like, like cecilia has like a great villain moment here too because she's just like she's as soon as she gets out she starts like mocking him and it's like oh john you you think you're so smart then why how was i able to trick you she says she's like the great jig fucking saw oh. jig fucking saw it's one of bringing the it back moments from from uh from the film jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> I love, we get i love that we get a reprise of that line um so yeah she's she's like really proud of herself she's like you know i uh, what she's like she's like do do the scary voice john like t- tell me what the rules are she she's got so many great lines after yeah. after she gets free um but basically they're going to uh to put uh, Jigsaw and Amanda in the final trap and then run off with all the money that's like been established is upstairs in the office. Um, and uh, also Cecilia is like, you know, like you think you've done something to me by like killing off all these people, but actually these are all just loose ends. Like right. this just means that I have less people to split the money with now. Like she's just like totally heartless, complete psychopath. And, and like there, uh, John is even saying like, we have to take Gabriella to the hospital. Like she passed her test. She survived now. She needs medical treatment. And, uh, Cecilia's like, actually, I don't think she's going to make it. And then like snaps her neck by stepping on it. It's really too bad. So, also, it's like and, upsetting how easy it is to snap her neck. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> like we said, like maybe it was already a little broken from falling like 50 feet before. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, and this like really upsets Amanda, both because like she was pulling for Gabriella as a fellow addict, but also because like she's totally breaking the rules and killing somebody who actually this is why Amanda for the next two movies doesn't care about the rules. She like, yeah, you know, that's true. This, this might be the thing that, that breaks her, that makes her go off on her own. Not like the rules ever made sense or were good. I want to be clear that I don't think we all think the rules. (laughs) We're we're not on team. Jigsaw was right. Yeah. I'm not on team. Basically when I watch a saw movie, I'm on team. Nobody who's in this movie. But like, um, you know, like every once in a while, there's a character who I'm like, oh, I'm team that person. But generally, I'm team nobody. Um, they're all bad. So, <laughs> um, yeah, continue. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, Amanda's really upset by this, and they're they're going to be put into the last trap. But then, at the at the last minute, they discover like from the uh from the surveillance cameras that there's this uh this little boy outside playing soccer who earlier had uh, uh john had helped him fix his bicycle at the uh at the clinic before he went into the fake surgery and they they had like a bit of a bond um you know john getting to show off his engineering skills i guess like fixing things um he's like mark Wahlberg in the transformers movies and 
<laughs> That's a great comparison, actually. Yes, this is very much the same character. Um, and Cecilia decides that the best way that she can punish John actually is to uh, make him watch someone innocent die in front of him who he cares for. And so okay. she, yeah. Can we pause for a moment and talk about how fucking yeah. insane it is that saw X decided, you know, how we can up the ante, put a fucking child in a saw trap. Right. It's so I was thinking, fucking nuts. We have had, we've had teenagers before in saw traps. Yes. Um, but yes, this is probably the youngest person who has ever been I, in a saw trap. I mean, not probably, definitely, unless you count like yeah. the kids who get locked in like closets while things are happening. Right, right. Uh, like, um, like the the Denlin child and Gordon's and own daughter. Gordon's daughter, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, those those kids obviously, but they just like got trapped in like rooms and held. That wasn't yeah. the same this, as this kid. This is more extreme. This is the bloodboarding trap. Yeah. Uh, they both get shackled hands and legs to this like platform that raises up and traps them like to the surface of it. And they each have a lever and whoever's on the lower end of the platform <laughs> gets waterboarded with a seemingly endless supply of blood. Yeah, I think the biggest question here was what the fuck is all the blood from? Where is that coming? Where did he get you all that blood? You know what it blood? is. Maybe it's the pigs. <laughs> the pigs are back. John was like, all right, so uh, Amanda, you when you come down to Mexico, you need to bring Billy, of course. When you bring Billy, we need to bring uh, the Geely saw. We need to bring just like a, a bunch of... Uh, like the most important equipment and also like as much of that pig blood as you can <laughs> just like like 50 gallons 100 like as I mean, much as you can like get over the border literally so much pig blood like i mean i'm a, i'm saying i'm just going with pig blood now because like what the fuck else could it be it is so it much might be blood. there is like a brief reference of like where he's talking to Valentina and he's like, did you actually test my blood or did you just flush it down the drain or something? And in my mind, like maybe this is like all the blood that they drew from people at the fake clinic that they didn't test, that they like threw it all in a vat somewhere. Oh my God. A vat of blood. Uh, Either way, it's really gross because like you're getting all this random blood in your mouth. Who knows where it's from or what diseases are in there. Um, and like, yeah, like you can pull each of them has a lever they can pull that shifts the platform so that they are on the upper end and the other person is on the lower end getting bloodboarded. But Wait, John it's actually it's actually if they pull it, they get bloodboarded, right? Because he's telling the child don't. Pull. Yeah, not not to pull. So like you can the idea behind the trap supposedly is that you would push it to make the other person get bloodboarded. Yes kind of like the uh like the cemetery the uh the mausoleum trap where yeah. like your your actions affect somebody else or like the uh the uh the three person trap in saw 3D yeah. where they're on the other ends of the the buzz saws right um but in this case John is telling John uses like the only spanish he knows yeah, it's which so he funny learned that they earlier in the movie to learn this spanish early in the movie he says he just says no pull to the kid and then so that he he'll pull the lever and make himself get bloodboarded, but the kid 
tries to to save John by bloodboarding himself briefly, and it's like a struggle. Like John is like trying to sacrifice himself to save this kid, and Amanda's crying, of course, screaming like, "No, no, he's dying!" You're killing him. And, <laughs> and meanwhile, the like the two of them are just like making out. <laughs> Parker and Cecilia, they're just like, yeah, oh, I love you, honey. <laughs> it's like the, the most disgusting relationship. I, I love they it. They really are like an important couple. It's like really. It's like, yes, yeah, so let's go grab the money and run. And so they like run upstairs to the what office. Is, um, the moose, um, Rocky and Bullwinkle, you know, the like the spies who like follow them around. Oh, Boris and Natasha. <laughs> They are kind of like that. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So like they just like they run off to like to make off with the money. They're upstairs in the office. And and Parker's just like, wait a minute. Like, so if you were the only one left alive at this point, who was supposed to be on the other side of that trap? And she's like, ah, who knows? Like, whatever. And like, oh, here's the money. And she grabs it. And it reveals that there's a timer behind the bag on the shelf. Yes. And instantly, you know, Hello Zep kicks in. And it's like, oh boy, here we go. The big twist. And so the twist, as as you might have guessed. Yeah, it's is not that, a very, like, shocking <laughs> twist. Is that they they got themselves trapped on purpose. Like, they they knew that Parker was in on it the whole time. Right. And they they designed this trap to catch him and her at the same time right and you know there's a whole tape that plays that is like you know like ah, ah, i knew all about it like and we get flashbacks to show that like they they got the information out of the taxi driver and then hoffman was able to track him down but he was like the only way like i i'm not able to get to him like you have to use a different way so they use the fake the like the phone call thing was all set up like they wanted her to call parker so that he'd show up and then they they took the gunpowder out of his bullet so that he wouldn't actually be able to shoot them and now they're locked into a two-person trap and you know john and the boy are going to be okay because like this blood trap while was pretty gross it wasn't particularly fatal like it was it was kind of like the fake trap in uh in jigsaw where it's like you know if if you know what you're doing it's not actually going to hurt you that much right so they're trapped in this in the office now as the room is filling with gas and only one of them can survive because there's like one head hole to uh to breathe the, the outside air and so they basically they have to fight each other to the death to survive and of course cecilia being the monster that she is defeats parker pretty handily and manages to live but she's like yelling after john as he and amanda and the young boy walk off into this like really peaceful looking oh my God, sunset it's so <laughs> as, funny. as they exit so, the like, clinic. she's like her head is like sticking through like a hole you can see like the flaps around like the hole so you know it was like airtight before or whatever um and she's like john kramer john john and they're like walking <laughs> out and they push open these double doors 
And there's just like this glowing sun light flowing in and you can't see anything. It's like this like landscape. You don't know anything beyond it. It's like they're walking into heaven. Um, yeah. And then the title Saw X just sort of fades in as the whole thing fades. It's out. so good because it's like they just like killed multiple people. I just like <laughs> want to be clear about this. Like it's like happy ending for Jigsaw, but he like killed people. <laughs> and um, he's going on to kill more people. Yeah, Thank- kill, thankfully like, he survived. There's like literally so- nine movies to follow the events of this film that are all like him killing other people, essentially. He's got he's got a whole nerve gas house already like in motion. The nerve gas house <laughs> is coming. Um listen, okay, so let's okay, so that happens and then there's a mid credit scene because we have to talk about the mid credit scene. Oh yes, the mid credit scene. We haven't even talked about the character who's part of the mid credit scene. That's true. So part of how they got him they got uh John Kramer to go to this clinic is like a guy in his cancer support group who he thought was terminal he had like uh a uh like pancreatic cancer and he he just runs into him one day on the street he's looking like super healthy and fine it's it's a scene that looks particularly like old saw like it's like outdoor lighting from like saw two or three like this Mm, is like really ugly the outdoors do not look like that i love it (laughs) i'm so in (laughs) so and, and so like, he's like, oh yeah, like I, I, I thought I was a goner, but then I, I got this experimental surgery, like here, let me tell you about it and whatever. And he shows off like this big scar that he supposedly got from the surgery. He's like, I call this my war wound. Yes. And then, but then like, so in the, in the mid credit scene, they've got this guy chained up in the saw bathroom. Like yep. they do the whole dramatic, like Dolly move showing the lights yep. lighting up on the ceiling like they always do and it's like oh yeah this is the bathroom and they've got this guy chained up hanging from the ceiling <laughs> and my favorite part about this whole bit is when oh like, my god lift, i know your favorite part they, <laughs> they lift up his shirt and like you get the flashback showing the scar and like saying like this is by warwin whatever and then it shows just like his bare chest and like there's no scar there or anything and you just hear jigsaw say where is your scar <laughs> It's just such a goofy moment. It's so good. It's so good. Um, And then, well, this is the big scene where we also get a cameo from none other than the Hoffman. Um, Hoffman might say the worst line in an entire Saul franchise in this moment. Uh, Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's great. It's great. So yeah, he, he he's the other guy there holding him up. And he's saying like, out of all the people to cheat, you pick John Kramer. I call that epic bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's like, what fucking year was this script written? Was it like 2008? Like, this is so yeah. good. <laughs> No, no, he's he's been like surfing Reddit or something. He's like he's like an early Reddit user. Well, he's remember, like epic. Gonna say, I'm going to say epic all the time. This movie is taking place in like 05. So like using the word epic yeah. was like actually pretty like correct. He was he was the one who started actually. <laughs> Hoffman was like one of the early adopters for using but epic. Hearing it was so funny. I laughed so hard. And then and then it cuts to like this 
contraption on the victim's like body that this just like weird like steampunk looking thing it starts like wriggling. i don't even know how to describe what it's doing it's like doing it's got like little knife fingers that are like scratching at him it's very unclear what his actual task here I'm is. I'm hoping for a Saw 11 and it opens with it because I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, yeah, we definitely what? need more information on what happens here. But he's like, he's clearly not doing doing well. And he's like, John, please don't kill me. And John's like, oh, that's the last thing you have to worry about. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. and then like it, it, it's doing all the crazy editing at this point too. Like it, like it's spinning around. It's really like it's back to basics here. That's that's the sense I'm getting from this, right? Um, especially like we've got Hoffman back, and you know he was hinted at earlier, but actually seeing him show up is incredible. It was so good. It was so great. Um, my entire audience was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're all happy. Even though like people in my auditorium were like talking shit about Hoffman, like leading up to the movie, <laughs> like Hoffman fucking sucks. And then he shows up and we're all like, yeah, because it's how we all feel. Right. We're all like that guy fucking yeah. is awful. And then he shows up and I'm like, he's the guy, he's the guy you love to hate. I love to like, hate that's, him. That's I love Hoffman. to hate him. He's awful. He's not totally interesting as a villain because he just will like kill anyone. He's not like Jigsaw. Um, but I love it. I love watching him be an idiot. Uh, he's our sloppy dumb boy. He is our sloppy dumb boy. Um, he's well, yeah. I don't know. Amanda's also our sloppy dumb boy. But um, <laughs> she's a messy bitch. She's so messy. <laughs> um, she fights with fucking Donnie. She's Walter. here for drama. That's that's she's what Amanda definitely is. here for drama. She's just like I just want to like cause some like chaos, like whatever. Um, so. <laughs> yeah um so listen saw x saw x i thought it fucking rolled um i'm so happy it felt like like an old school saw release like watching it i was like man we are so back this is it this is what it's yeah. all about this is what a saw like, release should feel like i like that it was like it felt so much like old school saw and also it did stuff that we didn't really see from the franchise course, before yeah. like we got a lot more interiority on John Kramer right. and like we got to see so much of him in this movie. Whereas like a lot of the early ones, he was like more of an enigmatic presence. And then obviously the later ones after he was killed off, he only had like cameo style appearances. This one gave us all the John Kramer we could have ever hoped for. Right. And that's great. Cause we got to see some fantastic acting out of Tobin Bell. Oh, in God, this movie. He's so good um, in this movie. And also it's interesting to see like, the dynamic here where like, I mean, often Jigsaw's victims are not great people, but in this case, there's like a direct, like you see them be shitty people. Like they are all, you know, there's no, you even subjectively, you can't say that any of these people are good. Like they are all in on like tricking a cancer patient into thinking he'd been cured and taking his money. That's like, just like shitty like there's no way around that and like so it's interesting to see that dynamic where it's like you don't you can't really root for them because they're awful but you can't really root for him because what he's doing is awful and so yeah it it really creates an interesting dynamic i think because you you feel sympathy for him but then you feel sympathy for them 
um, when they're in their traps. So it's just, it's a really interesting and, and cool dynamic that I think hadn't been fully explored in other Saw movies. In the same yeah. Way. It's interesting to see John with like a personal vendetta exactly. as well. Like yeah. he is like, I mean, he, he, is he did like, see that. We're getting these people. <laughs> Saw 6 had a personal vendetta angle but yeah that's yeah. true that's true also a healthcare connected well movie as well you know how it goes john kramer feels strongly about the healthcare industry um <laughs> he really does for, for good reasons perhaps. i was gonna say i can't blame him uh, can't blame him but apparently there was originally a saw six flashback in the script for this movie there should have been there totally should have been flashing back to that scene in uh uh, what's his face? The insurance guy's office where he's looking at the piranha. <laughs> oh, like I, I love, we're at a point where the franchise is very self-aware. Yes. Like it knows the moments that the fans are obsessed with. Hey, and it knows it's Kevin Grutter. What, what, what to give us. Yeah. He, Kevin Grutter is so like in like, entrenched in the franchise exactly. he is a he knows everything that makes he is a died in the wall franchise mainstay at this point he knows what he's about like love him god love him um so yeah he he, he gets it i would have loved to see a sausage flashback in this movie it would have been really fun but i get why not um but the fun thing is that this movie really does open the doors to do other like sort of in-between entries in Saw. And I think it, yeah. it really helped itself by not be like by existing sort of outside the continuity of the Saw franchise writ large. Um, I mean, they do two more of these and we're going to start retconning everything anyway. So whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. True. But like um, and that's another I mean, that's a thing that's fun about Saw is that it retcons everything all the time um that's like one of the things that makes it fun it's like it's ridiculous um but yeah i i do think that it, it really did open the doors to do some fun things in the sort of in-between space because there's so much stuff we didn't see um there are traps we only glimpsed there are obviously large gaps in things um he obviously yeah made such a name for himself he did a ton obviously so you know there's stuff we didn't see yeah, and Cecilia survives, so there's somebody who obviously... So Cecilia had... is alive, and also the taxi driver is alive. Yeah. So who knows? They could band up. But I think Cecilia even... being alive is like a... a hu- I would think that's a huge problem for him. Yeah. Like, she's, she's going to be out for blood after this, yes. and she, like she's proven she's just as psychotic as john if not more so right just as dangerous and she has a lot of resources she's got like all the money that she scammed from people we're gonna get like a, and, a movie where it retcons it like she's actually the one who killed some major character like some ooh, that could be interesting. some trap is actually gonna have been her doing or like she's gonna have been the person who blackmailed amanda and saw three you know like something ridiculous uh, yeah, we, we could absolutely retcon yeah. that. Like the franchise, that would be very much in line with what we've seen before. Yeah. Um, and she's great in the yeah, movie. But, I mean, she's a terrible character, like just like as a human. But she's the actress is really good. Oh yeah, yeah. she's awesome. The character is interesting. I could definitely see her coming back in another installment yeah. and being like a foil for John. Right. 
That would be so cool to see them show down. He's totally cool with killing. Whereas, and she also knows his identity too. At this point, you know, yeah, she may at at this point in the continuity. I think she is the only one who knows because it's still before Saw Two, other than Amanda. But yes, yeah, other other than the apprentices. Yes, Amanda and Hoffman know, but Amanda Hoffman and technically Logan as well. (laughs) Logan, Jesus Christ. Yes. You know who else knows? Lawrence Gordon. <laughs> Lawrence Gordon knows, um, I guess, the little boy who grows up to be uh, Shank or whatever in, oh. <laughs> in Spiral. Does he know? I can't remember. I don't know. But... Also, the little Mexican soccer boy knows. Uh... Yes. Yeah, that's true. What's going to happen to him? Is he going to show up in another installment where it's like the future and he's an adult yeah, now? exactly. Like that could happen. Um, if we go back to doing like spin-offs. franchises ahead of the timeline. Right. Um, the sequel to Spiral. Um, yeah. Um, God. There's so many there's so many ways to spin it off, but I do think the next one will be in like the timeline. Um, I actually think the next one would be like a sequel to Saw Eleven, um, or Saw Ten. Sorry, Saw yeah. X. Saw um, Ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to say Saw Eleven, thinking of you know. yeah the Saw Eleven. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they follow this up directly. I, I feel I like they. I feel like they left it in a way that they kind of have to, you know what I mean? Like with her still with Cecilia still being around with the, the taxi driver still being around. I feel like they, they like set it up so that they kind of have to. Um, Right. That's the big question that everyone's going to be asking is what happens next with Cecilia. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I love this movie. I love its place in the whole franchise. Really? You know, we're, we're big fans, obviously. Uh, But you know, I, I, I love all the Saw movies as uh, like some of them are <laughs> the redheaded stepchilds or whatever, but um, hey! they're still a lot of fun. <laughs> some of but, us are redheads uh, and stepchildren. Take that personally. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, some of them are, are less favorable than others. I love them all. But this this was definitely a strong entry here. Yeah, I agree. I totally um, agree. And I'm very excited to see where they go next. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. I'm so glad Saul's back. I'm so glad. Um, Saul is back, baby. If it's Halloween, it must be Saul. If it's Halloween, it must be Saul. There was a blood drive. Hello. Um, Yeah, they're they're doing doing all their old 2000 stuff again. We're back. It feels like we're back in the prime. Um, but yeah, we're, we're glad that we could bring you another saw movie for this Halloween. Um, we hope you're doing well and experiencing the spooky season to its best these days. Yes. Wait, before we go though, I have to talk about something. The fact that I saw a musical off Broadway that was a saw unauthorized parody. Yeah, the Saw musical. How was that? I do I have to mention it. So listen, it was a it was rough around the edges. Um but it was very funny. It was this was obviously made by a group of people who know Saw. Um it was okay. it was yeah. Um <clears throat> it was funny. It was it so it's like a very small show. It's like a three-person, four-person cast and they play interchangeable characters. Um um, I mean, like, there's, like, obviously Lawrence Gordon, Adam, and Amanda are the main characters, but, you know, sometimes they s- 
they'll like run off and become somebody else and come back on. Um, yeah. Um, but yes. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, it, it, it showed that it was like a small, low budget show, but it was pretty funny. Um, and it's, it's like a parody and like in it, like Gordon and Adam are like in love basically within the confines of the bathroom and they like become an item. And there's like a, a weird thing where they sing a scat song about the, the toilet. Um, and saw, oh um, I can't get over that because like the, the toilet and saw is like really something has happened in that toilet that is unbelievable. That's um, an upsetting. Moment. It is very upsetting. And in the, in the musical, they like, it's like this whole thing where Gordon like wants Adam to like rub it all over himself. It's like this whole <laughs> experience. Um, so yes. Oh, um, so and there's like pig masks and like all of that. But yes, it was really. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad I saw it. I I hope that they continue and can get like more funding from the tickets so that they can like put on like a stronger production. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But like I do think it it has potential. I think it really has potential because the songs are, some of the songs are pretty enjoyable. Um, also the guy who played Adam, I can't remember his name right now, but he was really funny. He was really good. Uh, Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I hope I'm able to see this yes. at some point. Yep. That sounds really fun. Yes. Very cool. Um, I saw last night, I saw Dick's the musical. Dick. Uh, Megan the Stallion. The, yeah, yeah, it based it is based off an off Broadway kind of play. Uh, it was musical. based on the Parent Trap. Uh, well, it, it is kind of like the Parent Trap, but it, it's also based off some sort of off Broadway thing. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Go check that out now in theaters if you like weird shit. Um, also, go check out Saw. Saw Ten. That's still in theaters and it's, also and on, it's on demand. Now. Now. Yeah. 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 And uh, VHS 85 on Shutter. On Shutter. Yeah. You know, we love Shutter. But yeah, that's that's what we have for you now. Hope you're enjoying the spooky season and uh, have a happy Halloween. Until mm-hmm. next time, mm-hmm. we'll see you in the saw bathroom. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween,